Joker's up, John. Joker's wild. Uh -oh. The Joker's wild, John. Uh oh, wait a minute. He's going for the Joker. Wait a minute. Listen to the fans. This crowd at the arena's on their feet. And I keep thinking I sound nasally because I had a had a moment earlier where I took a shot of whiskey and it fucking came out of my nose and then I looked like I had uh been sprayed with mace for about 30 minutes because I was I was I'm just a big fucking bitch when it comes to that thing I don't know what happened I've, I get it yeah it really just hit me hard and I, I so if I sound weird in this episode um we could leave all that in welcome to wrestling is gross episode eight um we'll just start from the moment um yeah, we started talking about movies 25 minutes ago, and we'll just leave it all yeah. in. Uh, yeah. Or something like that. Welcome to Wrestling is Gross. This is episode eight. got to make sure it's recording. And no. Yes. Okay, yes, it is recording. Um, cool. Right, <laughs> um, my name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And today is, uh, I guess, March 22nd is when this will be released. Um, yes. Tonight we're doing a very special episode. They're all very special. But tonight is a cool thing. We've been doing themed episodes, uh, and tonight's theme is that there is no theme except these are these are matches that are uh, very very personal and close uh, for Siobhan, uh, who you will be celebrating what your twenty seventh birthday. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Oh, Hell God. yeah! On, I mean, uh, on Sunday, on, right? Yes, on Sunday. Yeah, happy birthday! First of all, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, happy birthday! Fucking week before to you, man. Uh, yeah. Because I don't, I don't think I actually said it. I no, just it's okay. It. It's okay. <laughs> I turned thirty on Sunday, on the seventeenth, and I'm happy that you know I, 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 I wanted it to pass, and then naturally I posted about it on Twitter because deep down I do seek the attention. Um, if I didn't seek attention, I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't have two and possibly a third upcoming. Um, but I, I'm glad it's over with, you know, it's, it was, thirties uh, a tough one. You'll see. Yeah. Oh God. Um, and yeah, like, okay. So origin, I wouldn't say it was jealousy cause I actually didn't think about it until like two days before until that, uh, Elantis Viano Tercero uh, mm -hmm. is on your birthday, and it is the best match on. I think it is the best match to ha ever happen on March. I didn't uh, realize 17th. that was on my birthday until we were recording, and I read it off the screen. It never yeah, even clicked exactly. for me. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm neurotic about my birthday shit. I could tell you like the best sure. wrestlers were on my birthday. All that kind of crap. Who's but your? All right, well, let's let's say who's not even just wrestler. Who like public figure? Who is your favorite person that you share a birthday with? 
My favorite person I share a birthday with. You can't rattle one off the top of your head? Oh, no, I can say people, but I'm trying. There's someone who kicks a ton of fucking ass uh, who I I cannot think of off the top of my head. Well, mine Uh, is Kurt Russell. Yeah. Did you see the Uh, video of Kurt Russell celebrating his birthday in Maui? I think I did, yeah. Yeah, Goldie Hawn is filming him on his... Uh, oh, on yeah, her, yeah, yeah. And he, he's like, look at these Hawaiian doodads. And she's like, uh, Kurt, I think those are, uh, I think those are like, uh, like tiki something or totems. Or, and he's like, oh, they're called doodads. And then she's just, it's really, you know, it's really cool. It's what you wish your grandparents would be like if you had uh, living grandparents. But who the fuck does? Um, exactly. Kurt Russell is my boy. That's my number one. Numero uno. Yeah. Come on, you got somebody. You got somebody. Oh, here's the thing. I have my fucking Undertaker. I do have that. I have... Uh, <laughs> that's good enough. Talk, talk and take her. Talk and yeah. take her. Uh, I like Steve McQueen's movies. Hell yeah. There's someone who is fucking badass, and I cannot remember who it is. Harry Houdini. Okay. I love Harry. I am unironically a huge fucking nerd for that shit i don't Fantastic. care it's bad yeah. it is badass I mean, did you ever uh did you ever read the adventures of cavalier and clay no oh it's cool it's uh i think it's michael shaban is the guy's name hey that's almost your name um um i'm familiar it, i know uh yiddish policeman's union and stuff yeah 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 uh i never read that uh too nerdy for me no <laughs> no uh yeah check out uh check out the it's the amazing adventures or the fantastic adventures of cavalier and clay it's very nice very nice uh one of the characters is obsessed with houdini um yeah right. um I, I'm, but, I'm down with that i don't know enough about houdini but i i i think that's a really fun choice i think yeah. that almost tops kurt russell even yeah that's like that to me is just i don't know a unique good one I was gonna like turn on my crappy uh Kindle ta- when well, it's not a Kindle, it's see Amazon Fire. It's even more off brand. But <laughs> my daughter has so one. What- she loves it. She's three, but you know, it works yeah, for her. Exactly. Just my bought her mom- just bought her a hundred and twenty eight gigabyte S D card so that she doesn't have to delete apps to download more. Three year olds are fucking insane. Oh Jesus Christ, yeah. Um what was I gonna say? About the fire, huh? Yeah, and it's it's just it, it's real. I mean, like I mean, it, it's very. I mean, it entertained my mom who had the mind of a three year old. But anyway, back Hell to yeah. birthdays. Hell yeah, <laughs> uh, I love my mom. Yeah, but, but yeah, shouts out to both of our moms. Um, yeah. So we've got four. So matches. so back to that though. So I figured I know what the best match to yeah, okay. take a place birthday on my match. birthday is, and we'll get to it. Yeah. Ye- um, but sort of like the last. You don't want to do that one first. You want to do that one? We're going to do that one a little bit. We're going to do that one second. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, um. So, and then, so sort of like, you said, well, why don't you just? We don't really have like a theme. Let's just go with your like free elders that you like that you that are near and dear. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah! And that's like, and I, and this like sets a tone for what is the personal canon. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a term that I've, a friend of mine used this term for his, like, movie podcast, where they would do a, um, the, the, which is now a defunct podcast called Loose Cannons, um, which is a pun, um, that I was on a couple of times. I, I was on their episode about Eyes Wide Shut, and I was on one about All, out, all About Eve. Um, and, uh, they did, you know, one movie per episode for the most part, and then they would do, like, once a year, they would do a sort of 
round table, like the go around uh, one by one with a list of 10 movies that they felt were in their personal canon. And they would quote unquote canonize those movies and make them a part of, of what made their podcast their podcast. Um, and it was, you know, it was everything from your artiest shit that you get into at the artiest part of your life to fucking John Woo or the matrix or whatever, you know? Um, and I think that's the goal here. Like, I, I, I don't know. We'll get to the, your inspiration for each match, right? Um, yeah. but it's not necessarily, you know, this is not four matches that you think are the four greatest matches of all time. It's four matches that in some way, and it's impossible to define anybody's taste in, in four matches or in a two hour discussion. But in some way, give an idea of why you are the fan of wrestling that you are and what made you that way. And I think that's a, I think it's an interesting thing to do. Obviously, this is the most pretentious way of saying this because we could just say, hey, come on and talk about four matches you like. Yeah. But let's, let's, (laughs) we're going to, well, we we present multiple levels, you know, which road do you want to take? They're both good. Yeah. They both get you. To the, they both get you to the pot of gold at the end. Yeah, they're both every. This, you know, the, we we say it every time. If the show is about feeling, um, it's it's about something beyond an analytical, which we do plenty of analysis, but um, which I'm very proud of, by the way. I think we've really touched on some weird shit that people don't talk about in wrestling. But uh, oh god, god, so much. You yeah, know, not, they don't know shit. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but it's more about. Um, you know, the the existential dread I felt while watching uh, Viano three in Atlantis, or holding my son while he took his mask off. Um, it's it's about that kind of thing, you know, the the, the chills that it gives you, the the feeling of uh, fullness or emptiness that you get from watching something that you associate with a memory, or you know that that just strikes you in a way that is unique to that. Uh, and you, unique to this, unique to fucking gross wrestling. So I think that's what we're doing for the most part with this show. I think that's first and foremost what we're trying to capture. And what better way of doing that than saying, here's four matches that define me, which I know you thought hard about this. And I've, I, I haven't, we haven't done my episode of this. Obviously, we will probably sometime in the next year. And we invite plenty of our friends to come on and do, do similar types of things, uh, type, uh, do a similar type of thing. But, um, I've already spent a good amount of time thinking about what I would even pick. Luckily, one of those matches is something you picked for this. So <laughs> get that one out of the way. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there, is there anything you like, you'd like to say to preface how you feel about the matches that you've chosen on a whole? Okay, so I feel like, with the exception of one, which I, I selected as our main event for a couple of reasons. For our ma- quote unquote main event, because, you know, this is, this, you know, we're, we're talking Kazebe. Okay. We're talking, so this is, you know, the last match, so it's our main event. Yeah. I always say it that way, and I, as I always stress, I try to, I don't want to sound like so much of an asshole. But I do, inevitably. It's not that big of a deal, ultimately. Who cares? We're podcasting. we got to sound like assholes. Podcast. Yeah, exactly. I I also try to find new... uh, What is the funniest way to say asshole? It's kind of... 
It's yeah. like how I uh, inevitably every time somebody says uh, Danny Aiello, I always have to say it Danny Aiello and not like Danny Aiello. <laughs> no, you gotta like get some, you got you gotta put some spin on that. Sure. Anyway, sure. um, so these are more of like what, what I what these first three are all sort of define the things I look for and what I and what like like if something like when I see things that happen, I'm like. Yes, I'm immediately drawn to this. I I have appreciation for this. Um, they're not super showy, but they're, it's impossible to watch these matches and not take something away from them very, very quickly. That they're violent and intense, and they display a, like just just. A viscera. Raw, yes, <laughs> and there's and there's viscera. Things, viscera is not in these matches. Yeah, big Vince, man. Not. Oh man, imagine him. If, ma- imagine if he had gotten a run in, in, in IWA like, some, Japan. Yeah, or, or like <laughs> some unrecon, some like reconstructed version of seventies all Japan mm-hmm. with him as fucking Abdullah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. I, I can Udo, watch that. Udo didn't go for that when he booked him. He just was like, he's a big fat black man. He's big no, he's great he's, though. You, you, we'll, we'll, uh, maybe when we get to the super heavyweight episode, we'll talk about his singles match with uh, with uh, Akibono because that's a that's a special match. Uh, <laughs> get well but, soon, Akibono. Yeah, right. Don't, don't right. die, dude. Anyway, um, so uh, first up, um. Oh, and weirdly, three of these four matches all coincide around the same stretch of time, and not not year wise. Uh, Something in the Mar- air. Yeah, Mar- the, it's like spring, spring. Yes, like the last week of March, the first week of April, um, and this is from March nineteen ninety eight because I don't remember the day off twenty first March twenty first twenty first. Yeah, there you I wrote him. I wrote him down this time. <laughs> Hell yeah, thank you, because I fucking can't shit, this is, shit shit. This is progress, like the chant goes. Well, sorry, I sorry, think, sorry uh, to bring that yeah. up on your birthday. <laughs> Here's, okay, so this is, and I can pronounce things, because I'm great. Uh, this is uh, Shinobu Kendori versus Yumiko Hata in a tap out or knockout. The best fucking, my favorite. I had no idea that this was KO and submissions only. Until yeah, halfway through the match. Yeah, it's it's worked weird in a way, but this, it, it works. What is the promotion here? Oh, it definitely works. This, yeah, this is Ladies Legend Pro Wrestling. This is okay. title for title. The Big Red, the famous uh, WWWA mm-hmm. title. Cool by, belt. Uh, really cool yeah. belt. More Tell leather than there is gold, which I really like. Yeah, famous, you know, in, you know... It, in, I mean, one of those that has like its own any any belt that has its own name, Big Red, is like mm. fucking cool. Like anyway, um, and this is in Ladies Legend Pro Wrestling, yeah, um, which was Kandori's fed that splitting off from the original JWP in the early nineties, which was focused more on uh, shooty women, b- butch ass bitches, is kind of how I would say for sure. For sure, sounds fucking. Sounds fucking good, I think. Yeah. 
No, yeah, I, I think it's it's a it's definitely uh, separate from from a lot of the things you would see um, in the other from in the other like major promotions. Um, I don't know, was All Japan Women like still running at this point? It w- it was still running, but it was after the exodus uh, to uh, Gaia. Gaia um, Arjun. Yeah, like. Like Toyota was still around, Ahata was still around, some like some other, but like there were they were, and this was it was sort of like leaning more on the younger uh, women and just sort of what was left. And so this, this is Kandori's Fed. Then this is this is yeah, this is Kandori's okay. Fed. Because she comes in and they are hot for her. Like I, yeah, I don't, she, I know nothing about this stuff. So this is all pretty she, fascinating and new to me. Yeah, she is the Onita of LLPW. It shows. And, it shows. Um, and like I, Onita is a good comparison for her in the way that she can work a gimmick match despite her like, I mean, she's an Olympic judoka. Like this is someone who's fucking ta- a skill who doesn't need to be doing this carny bullshit. Who doesn't need to be picking fights at r- the Ryzen Dome show. Sure. <laughs> what she's still doing, she's still trying to get a fight of gigantic ass Gabby Garcia, who's ducking her because she's a maniac and that's <laughs> fucking kick ass. She's like in 55 now? Yes. She doesn't care. Um, Hota fought her in 2016 after, uh. That's crazy. Gabby Garcia. How old yes, are they that, here? How old are these, how old are these women here? Uh, like 30? 35 oh, and that's insane. 30, one of, yeah, and then and Hota would have been wrestling for half her life at that point already. Sure, sure. Still wrestling, of course. Yes. Um, so and, I know Shinobu Kendori mostly because I watched her fight Hokuto at uh, at Dream Slam. Um, is that right, Dream Slam? Yeah, that's what I have written down. I don't know if <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know anything about Joshi. Um, that's all I know her from. I watched her wrestle. Uh, is it Akira Hokuto? Is that right? Yeah. At at that show, and then again, I think the next year, um, at another show, and I've seen a tag match with them and I, Bull Nakano or Aja Kong, somebody. Yeah, it's Bull and uh, Asia. The uh, that's uh, that's both. Of that's them. a okay. sick match. That's okay. a sick ass match. Cool. I love I love all of those matches. Um, yeah. They're all great, but I, you know, I, I, it's not that I can't get into this stuff. It's for some reason it doesn't click with me a lot of the time. Um, clearly it, it, I should try because this kicks ass. Um, this, I will, I will make a little playlist. Half of the things that we watched on this show are not going to be on YouTube. Um, but this one is, and it is under just Japanese. You can search Yumiko Hoda versus Shinobu Kendori. And you'll find it. It's the one that's 22 minutes long. It's the title's all in Japanese. Um, yeah. So I watched this with my wife. Um, this and one of the other matches we're gonna we're gonna do today. I don't I don't know why. Uh, I had I I asked her, hey, I need to watch these two matches for a podcast. Can I watch them in here with you? And she was like, I guess. And I was like, do you want to watch the CZW ladder match or do you want to watch the two women headbutt each other? And this might come as a surprise, but she said, let's watch the ladder match. <laughs> um, so we did that, and then afterwards I was like, so do you want to watch the women headbutt each other now? And she was like, okay. And so she got into this. Uh, she was she thought the other one was cool, too. We'll talk more about that later. But um, she got into this. Uh, first of all, she remarked that she was sexually attracted to Yumiko Hoda, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, 
It's not usually her type as far as I've seen, but you know, it takes all kinds and you never know. Um, and she, she, man, she got real into this. Um, and so did I, we were both, uh, we, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of wrestling with her, um, in, in the last couple of years, but it's always interesting to see a perspective outside of, you know, people who know what they're watching. Um, I think this clicks pretty easily for anybody because it is two fucking bad bitches kicking each other in the face. Like what, what don't, what can't you love about this? Yeah. The, the God, the kicks ever. Okay. So, you know, this is, and of course this is knockout submission. Now here's the thing. These two would wrestle any match because they have regular, they have, um, they had a, some matches in the 93 period, the famous, uh, interpromotional period, and... Yeah, I almost watched that thinking it was this. Yes, there's also a rematch after this that I'm fucking trying to get Eric and Phil from Segunda Cayeta to watch to challenge whatever the hell their 99 match of the year is right now. Uh, oh yeah, the homenage, the Dos Landes tech. Uh, and it's also fucking badass, but this is the, this is Really, it's 12 minutes and 15 minutes, 2 seconds, 12 minutes, 15 seconds. It's, it's under 13 minutes. And it is just brutal. Every kick from Hota is harrowing and brutal. Just There's a spin kick into the corner that just fucking takes Kandori's head off. And Kandori is one of the... An all-time grappler. And that's how, that's the first, the easiest way to break this down. Kandori is the better grappler, so she's going for the submissions, but Hota is the better, uh, striker, so she's going for the knockout, but both can easily get the other. Yeah, no, Kandori is, uh, is doing some really gross kicks in this. Um, some, yeah, about, yeah, like about a minute and a half in, she kicks Hota right in the face. And Hoda gets up and... Is it Hoda or Hata? I say Hoda. Okay. Yumiko Hoda Kotpi. Um, sorry. Um, they so She kicks her right in the face and Hoda just gets up and just like gives... Like just like fucking puffs her chest out like it wasn't shit. Um, and then yeah, they slap each other for a minute and Kandori grabs the choke and it's treated like a near finish. That happens in the first two minutes of the match. It quickly establishes... This person can take the hits, and this person uh, can can grab the holds, and that's that's what you need to watch out for. Um, Hoda can absorb it, but if she gets locked in a in a in a choke, like the, in a rear naked choke, then it could it could end at any time. Um, I'm a person who doesn't watch this stuff. I don't know these women. Um, listen, lady, I don't know you, but no, and and it's like immediately apparent what the rules are, which is really important for. Usually for a big title match, that's a thing in most, in any, any wrestling match that's gonna go, you know, that's gonna be two stars against each other. It needs to have the roles defined in a way that a person that doesn't watch this stuff all the time can immediately tell what they're watching and what they're supposed to be looking for as the match progresses. And th- they kill it immediately. Like, I knew exactly what I what I wanted to see and what I had a sense of where it was going and it st- still surprised me obviously as we'll get to um, 
but yeah, I yeah. Think I mean, it's within been, the within the first thirty seconds, there's uh, Kandori takes uh, the, takes the legs out from Hotan. They fucking and, and I mean that in itself, just fucking like the force. They just go right right under the bottom rope to the floor, and they're going at it on the fucking floor. Like there's an intensity, there's history. They uh, like this is for. I mean, this is a double title match. This is a one of us ain't walking out here the same Definitely. sort of match, and but I mean, it comes every, through. It really comes through. Every single um, there's like Hota is like I think maybe considered the all time meanest striker in Joshi history. I know that um, that there's that like literally people have blamed her for the uh, for the death of a wrestler who she. I don't think she'd wrestled in like four years. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. no, but yeah, come on, that's well. That's I mean, pretty I, 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 could t- I mean, yes. <laughs> anyway, but no, uh, there's some. Oh, I mean, Jesus Christ, and like, like you can hear it. And I always, I still to this day, like a good kick. I don't know, or a good, a good strike. You should feel it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I, it's, I it's it's. There's something to sound. Um, that you can, you can tell when something, when, when two things collide and both, both of those things have a, like a, uh, like a, a, a density to them, um, that's something that just sort of shakes you like deep within yourself where when two people headbutt each other, you can, you can tell, well, these these two things should not be colliding in any way, much less on purpose. Um, and you you get a lot of that here. You get a lot of, um, you know, foot and shin and ankle against the head. Um, and and there's there's some headbutts too. Like that's you, you you told me about the headbutts before we watched this, and so I was kind of on the on the lookout for them. You mentioned them as like a possible. Uh, gif for for the show for the for the podcast uh i'm sorry for the for the post um sorry um and i was on the lookout for them i did not find the actual visual of the headbutts to be as impressive as the sound and the result when kandori lifts her head and you realize she's busted her own fucking skull open doing those headbutts um, and then she gives Hoda like a "come on, show me what you got, punk" kind of look, and it's it is a it, it's a sight. It's I don't I watching women bleed. I know it's like a really stupid thing, and I should get over it. But it's something I've never been able to get over um, as a fe- that, as a feminist I always, myself. <laughs> I always remember that as like an old DVD VR thing. People asking for like photos of Lefisto in particular because she did all of the death matches and stuff. Sure. It just like with like the bloody face and it's like mm, no. I don't care. I, mean, I just I just I just don't give a shit for me. It's just like it's just it's just the same as anything. Yeah. Also uh, a good old uh good old Will from Texas once said had a line that he didn't like it. It, it was kinda like anal sex to him. Body. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Will's, um, Will's probably still selling DVDs. He doesn't even he has no idea like how to how, how to how to move forward and progress. Um, Will Will Helmick, if you're out there, shoot name. Um, 
let's I'd love to love to have you on. Uh, you got to get a new microphone though, buddy, because your fucking podcast always sounds like shit. Um, I think this is so. I talked about how they define the rules really early on. It took me halfway through the match before I realized this was submissions and knockouts only, um, and I think that's just because they I didn't I didn't read anything about this and we didn't really talk about it. Um, but there's there's something that happens like somewhat early on. Someone goes for a pin, and the referee stops them, and we're like, oh, okay, this is there's def- they're definitely doing a thing here. Yeah, and it was after it, it's Candori goes for the pin off of Valeria, and this is after. Hoda fucking Hoda cracked her fucking skull open with the headbutts, and after I think she delivered Simone of of the Fujiwara pro style uh, Grand Hamada, like the wind up headbutt, which is always fucking beautiful to see. I associate that with Grand Hamada firstly, but I mean that's that's the same early not like. They both NJ Dojo guys. It's, they land from the same place, like that same sort of where you really like put the oomph into it, and it looks great every time. And sure, you lean like, back before you throw it forward. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, you might go for a pin in this situation because your brain, you're already like nursing a mild concussion at absolute best. Sure. You're already definitely, and it's like Candora goes for the pin off the lariat, and it's like, oh yeah, but I mean, there's like, but it's like. And that'll play into the finish, which is a good, fin- a great finish. Uh, but it's like it doesn't matter. It's about like you know going for, and it's like okay, well then I'll just go for the arm. I'll just go for the arm. I'll go for the leg. I'll get this. She gets a beautiful looking rolling uh, knee bar. Like Hoda does, right? Or Candor uh, does. Cause I, so yeah. I, I, I had trouble following here, here and there, um, just because the roles did seem to reverse at times. There's a moment where Candori kicks Hoda in the head, and it's like it's in the corner. Um, and my wife, Emily, said, uh, oh, no, she's going to get cauliflower ear. Uh, and then she said, have you ever seen a woman with cauliflower ear? It's not a good thing. Um, and and then there's, there's a moment where Hoda goes for a double-arm suplex, or a butterfly, something uh, cannot lift Shinobu Kandori and opts to just take her down with a with a Fujiwara armbar instead, though a Waki Gatami, um, and and so like there's moments where it feels like a reversal of um, of you know the, the the striker going for the submission, the 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 grappler going for the strikes. Um, so uh, yeah, it's because it's it's established like if one if Kandori is like a one hundred. With that on the as a grappler, she's like an a seventy five, uh, like an eighty. She's like, like maybe that's even like like you know like your old baseball like the like if one is an A plus, the other is an A minus. Like it's not that far off, but the emphasis, but it's like still sure. Hota, I've, I've played those, EA sports games. Yeah, with those. With those big, with like the big black boots and those fucking raw ass, ki- like going for those big sweeping kick pad, uh, like shots right over, like over the top of the, s- like right, like sweep over the back of the head, like you know she's going for that, and then like you know, Candora's uh, just got like the regular re- like wrestling shoes, like that's like she's re- like she's going to try to grapple, and it, but it's just it just ratchets up. 
it's never stops. I mean, uh, but like both have their own like shtick, and they're both cocky motherfuckers. Uh, there's a rope running sequence where like like and because Hoda being more like having the AJPW dojo training and all of that. Like this is someone who's been in a thousand fucking matches with Minami Toyota and so on. Where, like, all the, like, you know, but it's like, and Kandori just, like, looks at her, like, you fucking, no, of course, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, she's like, she bounces off and is like, fuck you. Like, no, that's not what, we're not, like, it's part, like, shoot versus pro, but it's also, again, I, uh, someone who has a pro background who can do shoot, who has been in MMA fights, and who took on, uh, Linus Asuka, the fuck, like one of the biggest shows ever in an insane UFC rules match goes like 25 fucking minutes uh, versus Kandori who has some of the most dramatic matches of all time with uh, Hikaru Hukutu or like a like hardcore series the year before with Megumi Kudo which is fucking raw shit like that's someone like both of them n- have the roles did we watch can- one of those on the show no, we no, watched, we watched the, Kudo and, uh, okay. We watched, uh, Kudo and, uh, Miami Yazuki. That's right. That's from that's the right. same re- retirement run of Kudos, yeah. Right, right, right. Those, uh, good feud. Good, good run. Anyway, but here's, and uh, it's, but it's all, play, play, plays into that. Like, there's definitely, but both know each other's game, and they've been doing, they've been going at each other for years, and this is like, that, and even, it's like, this is, like the like this is the biggest match they've ever had against the other everything else like doesn't fucking count compared to this and, and so and but then you just there's an escalation of the bombs and just like and we get like the big um like just like the the throws start getting bigger like uh Kendori has all- an incredible tiger driver that looks like one of the sickest ones you've ever seen um high angle landing and then she quickly turns it into a a cross arm breaker you know going yeah. for that going for that submission um it's it's really cool the way yeah there i mean there's a you know a a pro versus shoot sort of feel to it but they're neither one of them is all the way um, in their, in that lane. Um, but it, it really works. Uh, there, there's some equilibrium is definitely being fucked with here because both of them look shaky as hell. And this match is only 12 minutes, uh, and change. And they, they both look like they are dead by the end of it. Um, Kandori bleeds a lot, like for a hard way shot off of a headbutt. It doesn't seal itself up. She just keeps bleeding. And it gets all over the place. It gets all over uh, Hoda's yellow uh, singlet. It's it's really gross. It's fantastic. And I think it, I think my wife was a little grossed out. Hoda oh, yeah. is one of the sickest sit-out powerbombs I've ever seen. Yes, the um, pyramid driver, which is because of the weird naming conventions where drivers are bombs and nothing makes sense. You know, in Japan, but that is always one of my all-time favorite powerbomb variations. It always just looks like she's fucking crushing. Yeah. And she goes for, and it's like, she looks, and she's fuck, and well, she's suffered several concussions at this point. She's fucking, like, I mean, she might have, like, she has lizard brain at this point. So she goes for the pin, she, like, that's the natural cradle. It's the, it's like, it's, it's so obviously, 
and then she gets fucking caught in a triangle choke. She go because she tries to go for, you know, God knows what it's like to dra- grab the arm or whatever, mm-hmm. and Kandori's like like a fucking python. So and she hits that that what's it, pyramid driver. Yeah. Okay, and she's got the heat of the moment goes for the pin in that position. Ref and, doesn't count because it's Kara's submissions only, and you see the look on her face, her, her bloody face, for a split second, and you can tell it's like that just minuscule little millisecond where she can tell between the ref telling her and the moment where uh, where Kandori grabs her in the choke uh, for the for the submission. It's that look of, ah, shit, I fucked up, and I'm going to pay for this in less than one second. And she does. Yes, it's like... What exactly, like, I have, like, and it's like, she tries to go for something, but it's like, it's not, you, what the hell would she go for? Like, that is such a per, it's such a perfect finisher if, in a situation where it's, like, if pinfalls counted, she would have just fucking won, because she just killed her, and it's like, but that, like, that one delay, that delay, and that's all. You're done, and, but it's, but it's a split second thing, they don't, it's not like, she's looking at, like, why, why, why is this knockout? Or, it's like, why are my hands so unable to make this pin on this woman? It's like, no, holy shit. It's like a bam, a flash, triangle choke, done. And it's like, how did they pack that much into it? It is a, a Necro Joe sort of level of that match was only that long, really. It's like that. It did not. It's like it. It, not because it drags, but it's like you did that much. How on earth did you do that much? And I love that, and I love how concise it is. That's none of these matches are long, for the record, um, which is a good thing. I didn't think about that, but it, it, is, it is true. The longest is our uh, the match coming up next, which is only like sixteen minutes. Um, so my my so- wife said, "I'm glad the blonde woman won. She deserved to win." And you know, I agree, even though I clearly don't know which one is which. Um, so I'm glad the blonde woman won, and uh, blonde blonde woman is uh, fine by me. I'm, I'm, hopefully she uh, she can get some new new tights after this, because those ones are definitely ruined. Yes, and we're gonna we're I'm gonna fucking I'm fucking demanding. We're gonna you're gonna wa- we're gonna watch some more Candori because she is in some insanely gross matches over the years. I mean. Of all types, there's a match where she's uh, an intergender match with Junichiro Tenryu in War, where she said literally she thought she was going to die, like like taking the strikes from Tenryu. This is someone who is literally still at 55 years old, shit talking, gigantic. uh, Does she still wrestle? Yeah, she occasionally uh, and Hota still does too but like like this is like like a running theme in in like Ryzen they they booked it and people are like oh this and is Ryzen like some is shit MMA shit. yeah and it's like okay. she's still going she doesn't give a shit she is full she is the full carny she is the full i don't give a fuck about you or anything or the that full like that that energy of just i don't give a shit I don't care. And neither one of these women has ever given a shit in their lives. And that is great. I love that. I love when you look at a match and you see it and you're just like, th- like this is apocalyptic in a sense of not of like what the damage that has been wrought. This is apocalyptic in the sense that either of these women could burn it all down if 
for what it is. It is this match comes at the piece of a car. This match comes at the price of a Carthaginian piece. It's all you know. It's fucking salt the earth. It's badass. I love it so much. It's I, I just love a lot. And you know, I Joshi is underrated as gross. And I, you, you, you son of a bitch, we're gonna watch some more of it. You're gonna learn. I'm gonna make you learn. All right. Well, moving on to a bitch. match where people I Ask. I uh, people I can yes. tell apart. Um, I like that, that, look. That. I like that match, but I I don't I don't I don't like Joshi in general. It's like not a thing that I've I've tried multiple times to get into it. I'll watch more of it for this show, but you're not gonna make me like Joshi. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna too, make too you many, watch. Too many creeps. Too many creeps. Um, I'm not gonna make you watch Minami Toyota or anything. I'm gonna I've, make. You, I've like, seen yeah. plenty of Minami Toyota. I think she's. You know what? I think we can come around and say she's actually underrated because she gets so much shit. Um, she probably is. Yeah. yeah, great, great neck bridge, fantastic. Um, see, that's a creepy thing to say. Um, so eh, here- no. It's- that sounds fine. Now, here's the it's match between two people I can jack off to. Uh, from WCW Uncensored, from your third birthday? Fourth. Fourth birthday? Good Lord. Um, March 24th, 1996. Do you want to say who the competitors are here? Because I want to see if you have it written down the same way I do. I have it written down in my head, in, in my mindscape, as <laughs> Lord Stephen Regal, accompanied to the ring by Jive. But chives, chives. As <laughs> Jeeves. I don't. I'm. I. I knew that uh, he didn't have Bill Dundee as his second anymore. But man, I fucking love Bill Dundee. Uh, right. Sarah William as his second. That's that's a fucking of course. hell of a pair. Because it's about staying at with. The Belfast Bruiser. Okay. <laughs> and, and his All right, Lord Stephen uh, Regal versus Max. the Belfast Bruiser. Um, now, the Belfast Bruiser, I I did not, I don't remember. I mean, I knew that this was a thing, but I just assumed he was, it was like that in quotes, and then it said his name, Fit Finley. This is Stephen Regal versus Fit Finley. Yes, exactly. And also, it's weirdly interchangeable, too. Like, they know. I think he was just introduced as that, and they're like, well, that establishes him. And then we should move on from that because <laughs> it sounds kind of dumb. You know, I but, think I think more it was I think it was Dusty uh, slipping up, and he called him Finley because I don't think anybody else like ever called him Finley. But I'm, I'm not, not sure. Sh- I'd have to I'd have to take better notes. Uh, it's not and, like I took and, any notes at all because it's not like I have a fucking book in front of me full of notes. Um, <laughs> but man, uh, th- this is this is sort of your like. I don't know. You 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 look at every Finley match that's been praised over the last twenty years. This is sort of the first one, right? I mean, what had Finley done before this? He'd done. I mean, I know he had Euro- been around. He was in. Yeah, he done European stuff. Yeah, but what had he done Japan. that anybody watches? What had he done that anybody would point to and say that's a great Finley match? Because yeah, it's all sort little. of. It's it's lost the time. Yeah, it's, you're not uh, gonna no, send me clips of Reslo. God no, I don't. I don't. I mean that that that's proto Brit rest in terms of what the hell is that? Even though uh, so many, I'll be like, wow, that looks like that's that's a ton of great wrestlers. Why is it called Reslo? What the hell is that? Yeah, why are this you doing is Reslo? Jim Smallman. J- this is Reslo. Jim Smallmo. Yeah. 
he gets oh. in the, he gets in the ring before the show and he's got his little baseball cap on and he says who's who, who's who's first time in wrestlo who's who's come to wrestlo for the first time and then you know everybody raises their hand because this is a made up thing but i you know i i keep thinking about uh jim smallman doing like if he got signed officially by the WWE um and and if he just started doing uh like banter monologues at the beginning of pay-per-views what do you think about this idea i think he might get stabbed that would be awesome i hope someone i hope like they send like i don't know like somewhere in, in that just can't fucking deal with this shit and someone just kills him do you think he ever met dusty Rhodes? What do you think Dusty no. Rhodes would think of Jim Smallman? <laughs> Get the hell out of him! I don't. I'm not not to lionize Dusty too much, but I can't imagine you would countenance Jim Smallman that hard. Yeah, he'd be like, "What's, what's wrong with you? Do you, you got like some kind of progeria?" <laughs> yes, excellent. Um, you, it's like, I can't do it. I can't do a Dusty voice on the trial, but it's like um, it's I'll, like I'll, you. I'll throw one out there if we get to a moment and I'm feeling and I, I finish this drink. Um, he does call he looks, this a Donnie Brook right from the start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such a good do- a dusty commentary. He, he, but he would look at Jim Smallman and, and think, did I, did I sign up to do a make a wish deal today? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who let the, who let the, uh, the, the world war one, uh, uh, bomber pilot in, do they have planes? Yeah, they had, yeah, they had bomber planes back then. Yeah, yeah. Hell, <laughs> hell yeah, they did. Yeah, they had, My, my uh, world war one history. All I know is that people died of trench foot. Um, they no. had fucking Red Baron, baby. Love Red Baron. Yeah. Great pizza. Fantastic. Um, was that what we're talking about? Um, no, they, they go hard from the start. And uh, Finley has some uh, cool open hand chops to the body. Great stomps, great standing elbow drop, big short arm clothesline. He's just he's got like a cool variety of strikes. Um, he does the fucking unnecessary soccer kick to the back, which is a spot that would become really popular in indie wrestling like five years later. Uh, and and, and it's then it, a- no, go but ahead. it's like, but but it's cool. I mean, it's all like, like that's like your like if you see that spot in a vacuum, you'd be like, oh, that's your Katsuyori Shibata, you know, dick measuring shit. No, he just does it, and it's like, all right, fucking moving on. Who gives a shit? I didn't even mean Shibata. I meant like, like uh, uh, Rick Blade and Loki trading it on a no, 2001 yeah. CCW show. But no, it's just like, but like in this, yeah, of course, because I mean, like I figured that when you said five, like five years later, but it's like, in, in the context of like this match, it's just, he just does it because he just fucking, he just fucking hates Regal and he wants him to die, which is great. Yeah, the, the, the mudfast bruiser, I believe Dusty says on accident at some point, or no, Bobby <laughs> Heenan says the mudfast bruiser, um, which sounds, in, I don't know, I thought really hard about what mudfast is, um, and then, you know he, um, he, you know Bobby Heenan, well known. Um, he he uh, does not. You know he's from you know South Ireland. He does not fuck with those Ulster bastards. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing. The, uh, someone, the commentary on this kicks so much ass. I yeah, ninety six uh, WCW commentary is always going to be great. Heenan, Dusty, and Shivani. As long as Bischoff isn't on there. If Bischoff is on the team, oh god, Bischoff is so that the 
I, we, you and I both think highly of the performance give performances given in the parking lot brawl match. But as a match to actually watch, that fucking sucks, right? It's really disappointing. I can't. I haven't seen it in years, so I couldn't. Well, it's Bischoff and all of the long angle because they can't show the blood uh-huh. on TNT. Yeah, and it's like it's dep- it's like man, this could be. The I don't remember that. I, I remember no, liking it's not, it. Um, it's cool. It's good, but it's not as good as it. It could be. It's sure. just well, what is, is what is. Yeah, I don't think but, this is as good as it could be, but it does kick a lot of ass. What are you saying about? I mean, we'll, we'll get. It doesn't to have that. a finish. Is, yeah, is but, one of the big problems here. But well, we'll get to. I mean, well, but I love the commentary because here's the thing about Shivani that I want to. That I feel like I've come to the realization. What whatever his greatest attribute is, whatever he is, not necessarily like what he says. It's like he does this. He just has this ability to put everybody else at ease and get the most out of. And it's not like you have, you have to work hard to get like something out of Bobby Heenan or Dusty fucking Rhodes, but they're so willing to just come out with any goddamn uh, any goddamn bullshit. They seem like they're having a great time. Ventura seemed like he was having a great time. They all like like you know who had a great that- time with Tony Schiavone, David Crockett. Yes, my favorite commentary team probably of all time, and clearly not one of the better ones, but. One of my favorites is entertaining Tony Schiavone and David Crockett. And there's this thing that David would do when, uh, like anytime, like the horsemen were cheating behind the ref's back or Gary Hart's handing a fucking foreign object to Al Perez or whatever the fuck that guy's <laughs> name was. Is that right? Al Perez. Yeah. Um, yeah. David Crockett would, uh, he'd say, like, he's trying to get, Tony Schiavone's attention, like Tony Schiavone can do something about it, and he just says, Tony, Tony, look there, Tony, Tony, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> Schiavone has, like, an ability to seem like he's not playing with a bit, even though he clearly is, like, he gives a lot to Ventura that way, where, like, if you put uh, JR with Ventura, it's, like, a lot less, but I still, not to shit on JR, Jim Ross. And that's a good team, that's a great but it's team. like but yeah, but give me like, Shivani and, and and Jesse over that for sure. Or like um, when he and first debuts, like they have an instant like like oh, he God. he and seems like energized. Everybody says like he lost something. Like no, I I think that's bullshit. But anyway, there's a lot that in this match I think is bullshit. One, one, number one is um the crowd not being into this. The crowd is fucking into this match. It's just a weird ass match. But when things are going and they're like. Oh, that was recognizable. They are losing their shit, and yeah. there's a lot that happens. In this, I mean, Regal gives like well, uh, Finley oh, gets them into it. Finley, Finley, like hears them at one point. He hits like a second soccer kick, like somewhere in the second half of the match, and he hears the crowd kind of wake up a little bit, and then he like turns around and does like a fucking you know tough guy pose and like yells at the crowd, and they get they start yelling like they're into it all of a sudden. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a weird one for, especially for this era, you know, like think about what yeah, this they, era of WCW even is. It's Hogan at his all time most tired. There's no top heels that he hasn't beat, beaten a hundred times. Literally, of course, on the under, on the undercard of the fucking doomsday cage match. Yeah. Yeah. The match where him and Macho Man beat 10 fucking guys, um, to, some some high quality guys in there too. People who were main evented who main evented shows with Hogan at some point in the previous like ten years. Flair, um, Arn, Luger, 
it's not all just uh, Z Gangsta and uh, the Ultimate uh, Selection. Hey, excuse me, ex- excuse me. Z Gangsta main evented against Hogan in the last. He did. That's what that's I'm talking about. He is a main event <laughs> superstar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> please, well, re- please respect Tiny Lister. Okay. I I do. I I like Little Nicky. So that Hell yeah. Why does Little Nicky so hated? It's weird, but it's good weird. I don't I don't agree with that. Um, what was the, I was something I was listening to. Um, they they said that Little Nicky. It was the best show probably. Uh, they talked about how that Little Nicky soundtrack is kind of like the pinnacle of new metal. Um, everything you could possibly want out of new metal is probably located somewhere in the on the Little Nicky soundtrack. Um, so it's notable for that um, as a as a a relic of the best era of rock music. It's definitely. Uh, notable for that, and I a want, fantastic someone, Harvey Keitel performance. Yes, someone should, and hey, fucking Rodney, also great. Uh, someone should compile an all Sandler soundtrack. I it would be oh, like yeah. the ultimate like decades long spanning. Now that's what I call music, but <laughs> of mostly rock. Yeah. You know, you got your When I Grow Up by Garbage. I love that song, actually. It's also ridiculous. Is that in and has Big the, Daddy? Yes. Yeah. There's a video. And as the reference, um, because. What's her name? Shirley, Shirley Manson? Yes, I love Shirley Manson. Shirley yeah, Manson cool also has. A, she also openly has a uh, piss fetish, which is really funny. I think I know about that. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. And there's a line in that Happy Hours, Golden Showers. Yeah. Anyway, this match is great. Uh, Regal does a lot of fucking shit that you don't really associate with Regal. He hits a fucking nasty a ass drop. Killer kick. drop kick. Hell yeah. And then fucking- they, right after that, they show a really sweaty fucking Conan at the Spanish announce desk, which is tucked away <laughs> in a corner. Um, and he's yeah. commentating with Pedro Morales. Now, Conan definitely doesn't have a drop kick on a level of, of fucking Steven Regal here. Oh God, no! It was it. It's it, it's one of those drop kicks where, um, and look, I mean, obviously, you and I know, and uh, the majority of people uh, listening to this would agree. The modern, oh wow, that's such a beautiful drop kick, is like the Okada or whatever, where you know you you jump super high, you land um, with a precision and uh, timing that just you just hit him perfectly and then you do a little fucking backflip and you land perfectly um and your then, drop salt if you will though i would of, say you're yeah. Lo- yeah you're london and kendrick i did it that's different with more finesse that's a, yes. that's a slight that i and i like that i like that london drop kick um and i do too the other one that you see a lot of um which has obviously also recently been bastardized um in an okada match is the um the shotgun dropkick, the John Woo, uh, um, which yeah. of course Suwa, one of the one of the all time great dropkicks. Uh, Hell yeah! And people would bump like fucking crazy for it into the corner. Uh, Suwa, if you're not familiar, was a Toriyaman guy. Uh, was in what was it? Crazy Crazy Max was that the Crazy Max? Yeah. Yes. Um, with uh, Don Fuji and Masaki Mochizuki, I believe is that right? It was him, uh, Don Fuji, Shima, and Taru. Okay, much as I like Tori, I like Torimon. I fucking hate Dragon Gate, but I like Torimon. I like I like some early Dragon Gate when it's still just Torimon. Uh, it's like rising from the ashes of Torimon. I still I like O four O five Dragon Gate. Um, sure, yeah. No, that the shotgun dropkick, fantastic move. It's been ruined. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, Loki, t- all-time great one, but fucking now you see Loki's, the light, and yeah. it's just like, oh, I, I it's just like... I don't need... The- look, I love Ace Romero. I don't need to see him do a drop kick that barely goes above my waist. I don't it's need to see of, it. It's kind of... It's like... Not, not, I, you know, I like, we're, you know, I like Bam Bam Bigelow, but it's like, why did Bam Bam Bigelow do the headbutt when he's a big fat man? Yeah. yeah. Uh, why doesn't Ace Romero use all of his massive fat and just run into a motherfucker with the pounce or, you know, uh, big fat stinger splash? That's what I want to see. That's badass. Yeah. That's good enough. For sure. For that's sure. More than enough. Than this is, I, that's, yeah. So this is, this is the kind of drop kick that doesn't fit into those molds. This is a, a running drop kick. To an opponent who is like not even facing the same direction, he doesn't bump pretty. He just kind of f- crumples into the corner, um, and and when Regal lands after uh, after performing the drop kick, he doesn't do like a, a spin and land flat on his face. He doesn't land flat on his back. He lands on his hip. It looks like it hurts him fucking awful. Like it's and but the fucking thing hits hard. It lands and it comes out of nowhere and it's got a speed to it that's really impressive. Um, hell of a drop especially, especially for a pasty fucking uh, weird looking white man. Okay, yeah. here's the thing about Regal. Um, Liver Publian, is that right? Black Publian. Black Publian, got it, got it. Publian, fucking goddamn those people. Um, okay, here's the thing about Regal. Uh, when 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 was it that he grew out the hair? Like oh eight or nine? Uh, no. Regal, he had that hair in uh, like oh four, oh five. I thought. I don't. Whenever I, I thought I he, really, I thought he grew it out during the uh, the Eugene era. Maybe I. I don't think he has it in like the the team with Tajiri. I don't know. Here's the thing. I want to say that um, I fair you know Regal with the short hair and especially the red trunks. One of the least. Uh, one of the ugliest wrestlers. Oh, he of all is. Time. But he's got beautiful eyes, and you see him. There's a moment yes. uh, where the the camera is zoomed, like the hard camera, actually, weirdly enough, is zoomed in really hard, really deep into his eyes, and you see he's got sort of like evil, beautiful blue eyes, um, and this actually comes right after Regal kicks Finley in the fucking nuts, um, and then yeah, the <laughs> yes, camera that's... zooms in, um, and oh, then what is so what do you have it written down? First of all, all right, first of all, what does Dusty say in your opinion? What does Dusty say? Yeah, what does Dusty say? What like what what does Dusty say about about Finley getting kicked in the balls? Did you write down the 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 verbiage he used to to describe the 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 part that was struck? We get well. Firstly, Tony uh, fucks it up. He says uh, glutamus maximus, Mm -hmm. not a thing. Then Bobby and Dusty each try to grapple with this thing that doesn't exist. It's gluteus, of course. But also, he didn't. That's the ass, right? Yes. So he didn't get kicked in the ass. He got kicked in the balls. Yeah, but they wanted to be because, like, what Nick Patrick looking like an asshole for not immediately DQing him for this phenomenal foul. Oh my god, it was such good. Oh, and we get. You know, you're, we get glute, we get some more glutamus maximus from, uh, Bobby, and then Dusty, you know, like a house of fire he is. We get glutamus maximums. <laughs> if I got kicked in a glutamus maximums, I'd be doubled over for a long time. 
Hell yeah! Beautiful dusty. Oh man. All right, oh. all right. I've been practicing. No, I haven't been practicing that. I had to. I took a shot just now to make sure I had the courage to do it. Um, <laughs> he also <laughs> Finley gets Finley kicks Regal in the midsection really hard, and Dusty says, "Oh man, he kicked them in the belly welly," which they <laughs> <laughs> completely notice how bad. They're just like, "Well, that's just Dusty." <laughs> There's one more Dusty line I want to say where uh, Finley has Regal in a headlock, and Dusty says, "That is a massive headlock. He got his whole." Head in it. <laughs> so many good dusty lines. He's got his whole head in the headlocks. <laughs> um, it's um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, look, dusty commentary is it's well worn territory. Everybody knows that it's great. He got a bicycle tone. Like that's obviously everybody knows about the stuff and that it's great. But it's shocking how how consistently it hits and how crazy he sounds and. I, this match, look, this match kicks ass. Um, I don't, they, 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 they work, they, they work like 20, like 15 to 17 minutes, uh, around headlocks and arm ringers, you know? Um, and there's high spots. Um, Regal does fucking cactus elbow. What yeah, the hell? He, he suplexes Finley over the top to the floor. Uh, and then he does a, yeah, he does a fucking cactus, cactus jack elbow drop off the apron. Um, which looked better than any, any fucking Foley elbow I've ever seen, first of all. Yeah, uh, that was um, more... That's like a Mark Briscoe level. Yeah. Mark Briscoe is better, for sure. Well, Mark uh, Briscoe is is aping the, the sloppiness. Uh, this yeah. was a... This was a like a precision, just hard elbow drop. This was like a standing yeah. elbow drop that you'd see, you know, that you'd see Dick Murdoch perform. Except it was Regal, a guy who doesn't do shit like this, and he did it off a fucking apron. Like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Off the apron, it, he like he is doing all like a couple of these pro wrestling ass moves, but he does them shoot as hell in a yeah. way that is hard to explain. Yeah, um, even if you're familiar with Regal, it's like stunning how like just like like oh that looks like something like someone would do in a real fight if they were on as many pills as regal <laughs> might have been on it's that great point. it's oh, great that. The, so one of my favorite regal things is when he will get a guy in a chin lock and do like a downward cross face forearm to the nose yeah um, and he does it like three times in a row it's a very world of sport like a like jim breaks uh or like Terry Rudge style strike. It's probably my favorite strike in all of wrestling. Uh, and it's you don't very, see anybody a, it's do a, it. It's it's incredible. It's so um, good. It's the it's your um, uh, you know, you know. My mom had a, a story about. She used to tell me when I was like five, six years old that how you kill a person was you drive their nose bone into their brain. Yeah, sure. I think my my yeah. mom taught me that too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's very shook ones. Hey, if if you're a woman born in the fifties or sixties, you have to learn that. Like that was yeah. it was you you had to have that in your back pocket because they didn't sell mace at Spencer's Gifts yet. Yeah, Pro- <laughs> yeah, that this, it's very it's a very it's you know this is a prodigy ass, uh, sh- you know, palm strike to the face. Some good palm strikes on this episode. Yeah, love palm strike. Yeah. Um, do you always associate? I always associated the palm strike not with Liger or anything, but I associate it with uh, with Eric Gargiulo calling because the palm uh, for some goddamn reason. Okay, it was one of his favorites to call. He always made it sound like it was illegal. I don't okay. know what I'm talking about. It made no sense to me at the time, but he all the way he said it 
was very Gargiulo in how it made no sense. It's dirty. It contradicted the, itself. The, the palm strike is dirty in a way that, because it's legal, but it's like it's approaching this like dirty level of uh, uh, of bending the rules and and knowing and, that and you're and bending the rules. And it's like insulting in, uh, sure. as well. Sure. It, um, yeah, I, I I I do associate the palm strike with Liger, or I did growing up. Uh, now I associate it with just you know fucking. 90s shoot style um but yeah for years the liger palm strike it was a move i did as a backyarder like i was everybody we all we were all obsessed with liger because of course we were um it's fucking liger yeah yeah my my uh my fucking desktop pc wallpaper uh from like the age of 13 to 16 was liger um and i remember like there i had a i had like a friend who came over one time god this is gonna be a deep pull um my friend alan rising came over and he was not a wrestling guy and he he looked at it and he said who's justin thunderwanger so there's there's uh alan if you're out there hope you're hope you're well um no i palm strikes are great um, better than a palm strike, though, I think is just a nice punch to the nose. Oh, uh, do you have that? <laughs> yeah, Finley's hanging under the bottom rope. Uh, I say hanging. He's under the bottom rope with his head on the apron, uh, facing up. Riel comes over, starts talking shit, and Finley just rocks him in the nose with a real short little punch. Just bop. Just... <laughs> And it's and the crowd fucking knows it too, which is also like every everyone in that fucking the entire state of Mississippi fucking heard that that punch. It's, yeah, it's so beautiful. It's dirty but clean at the same time. Like it was deserved. Everybody wanted Regal to get punched, but they're all like, "Oh, that was." Can you do that? I don't know. Um, Everything about this match has a sense of it's it's dirty as shit, and it's all like I want you to die, but it's all done with. Not it's done with like such, such panache. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, this is two guys who uh, who know how to work that the edge of the line, you know, and and that's like a lot of what what British wrestling in the seventies and eighties was all about was you know very strict rule sets that well were strict at least on the surface, but really so much about. Uh, like a great world of sport matches, Jim Breaks or, you know, whoever. Um, I, my world of sport knowledge is basically Jim Breaks, Johnny Saint, Terry Rudge, and I watched the Sunshine Boys once, one time. Um, but I, I think a lot of what world of sport is trying to do a lot of the time is present a rule set that's very strict and rigid and then, you know, showing the heel break it over and over again. And this yeah, is basically like two your- guys breaking the rules, but staying within the bounds of like the, the the realm of the rules it has a relaxed rules sensibility in a way that sounds really stupid but i mean it has a like nick patrick is like you know what i'm just gonna let this go i'm yeah. gonna let this go i don't have any i don't need to get in, in to involved here these guys what what i might end up getting my ass whooped for that <laughs> i don't need that like like the this will work itself out, and then you do get the no finish because Regal is so fucking. I mean, he's bust open, and then yeah, we he gets, get. They go to the floor, and 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 Finley does throw him another little punch to the nose. It's another short punch, and Regal just starts bleeding out of the nose like crazy. And I'm sitting here at this time. I'm eating fucking Reese's pieces, and I'm not yeah. moving my eyes from the screen like I'm in a theater watching a fucking Spielberg movie. And it's like I, I just I was so 
captive, and it's not like not like a War of the Worlds either. This is more like Munich. Uh, <laughs> this is the Munich of uh, of of Spielberg uh, matches. This is it's it's uh, got like a, a like a dire brutality that's just it's very unique in this era of WCW. Um, and there's no wonder the crowd is not super into it. Cause we are two months away from Scott Hall coming in, you know, uh, there, there's plenty of good work on these shows. Like there's lots, they're bringing in luchadors and Euro dudes and new Japan guys. But the most visible parts of the, of these shows are dominated by the worst trash. And this match, if they would have gotten a reaction, then something would have been wrong. Like the, the, what the tape trading crowd would have shown up here in wh- wherever Mississippi you said, like no, the, the, if the crowd would have gotten into this, I would have felt like something was wrong. Uh, yes, the crowd is like doesn't know exactly how to respond, but they but here's the thing that they are seeing things and they're like, this is good. Yeah. They have responses that are. There's one guy really- in the front row who is way into it. Yeah, there are people, there, there's a sense of, in the crowd, like, the crowd is not shitting on this, they're not down, they're just not comprehending what they're seeing. Yeah. They have to, th- this is re-education, almost. Yeah. Like, this is what you, this is, and this is what you would show someone, it's like, what, it's like, I want to see two raw motherfuckers go at it. Oh, right. Well, here you go. Well, you I boil know. down, like, the, the concepts of, and this is what we have with, uh, with a, a Paratenkampf too, you know, you you sort of boil down uh, everything about modern wrestling and into into like the most basic form. You know, this is two guys working fucking uh, hammerlocks and, and and arm ringers, uh, and and then they then every now and then somebody gets suplexed off the fucking apron. It's it's like the perfect uh, bridge between the seventies mat work style and the modern hard hitting fucking high spot style it's it works it's this is as essential as uh as like the turning the structure of wrestling on its head can be just because it it doesn't conform to any style um these guys went out onto a mainstream fucking wcw in march of 96 like do you know the this this show has the giant versus loch ness Okay, like this is this should not exist, and it's really cool that it does. Um, and yeah, the Doomsday Cage is there, which we get to see a little bit because the, the <laughs> Regal throws Finley into it right before the DQ. Uh, and this, uh, I'm happy to say, the first appearance, hopefully not the last, of the Doomsday Cage on Wrestling is Gross. Hell yeah! Uh, I, I have actually have hell say- yeah written here. Uh, <laughs> I thought first you were going to say uh, of Bobby Eaton. Uh, yeah, um, no, Bobby Eaton will be around. Uh, Bobby Eaton yeah. and Dave Taylor, second appearance for Our Dave sec- Taylor. Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come out and beat shit out of I have no idea. I mean, I'll be honest, as much as I like Dave Taylor, I have no idea if there's a second gross match of Dave Taylor's. Really? Um, there. Have you seen Armageddon 2006, where Joey Mercury gets his face busted open by a ladder? Oh, shit. Well, that doesn't ca- I didn't think of that, but of course I have. Yes, yeah. I am. That's I, on our that's I, on our I, uh, our four our fatal four way tag team title ladder match episode that we've got planned. Hell yeah, love tag! I fucking love tag team ladder matches. Yeah, of course. Uh, w- w- did you WWE didn't run them for like a long ass time for some reason? I blame Triple H for just because I just want to. And uh, they're the best. Yeah, yeah. Even they're, even they're, even the shitty ones. Uh, 
fantastic. Yeah, th- that era, that I don't we're we we're we're running long here. This is gonna be our longest one yet. Um but that era of um you know, like late attitude, like post attitude era where they just they would just do okay, we're gonna do four teams in a fucking TLC match. Every one of those rules. Even even the lesser ones that were on like an episode of SmackDown or whatever, they all kick ass. The one where the one with fucking Jericho and Benoit is the fourth team. Uh mwah, it's just I could watch that shit all day. We should just do the, our TLC episode. The fucking Raw Roulette episode with Kane going solo. Solo, after. yeah. It, uh, Spike Dudley that. is in that match, right? Yeah, I feel like he's very Sp- good in that yeah, match. It's, it's Spike and Bubba Ray and Jeff Hardy and RVD and Jericho and Chris. Yes. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's a, yeah, it's a weird team lineup. That's like a that's that's like you put a bunch of guys who could be in a like TLC match and you mix it up and then you put Kane in there. Yeah. That's, hey, that's Kane. Fun. Kane. Well, Kane is Kane. He he he. He has a spot, and I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve it. Kane uh, has his moments, for damn sure. For sure, I, I, for sure. I popped for that, and then, of course, that is the week before Katie Vick. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're going to discuss uh, that on our uh, on our uh, Necrophilia episode. Um, so there you go. Yeah, There's Master After on for that. Hell yeah, Master After. Shouts out to the to the MRT. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we, we're going to do a little bit of a break, because I need to pee, and I'm going to get another drink. And, um, are you, can we, we, we're gonna, we're gonna close the book. I keep saying that. Is that what I keep saying? Close the, we're gonna, uh. I, I think, I, but it doesn't occur to me until you mentioned it, so I don't think it should occur to anyone else. Gonna, oh, should. I think, you know what I said? I put a bow on it. Uh, <laughs> I we, like put a bow on it. Yeah. I mean, what, 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 you have a snaky good? That's, yeah. That's okay. We'll put a bow on Regal versus Finley. Is there anything you want to add? Um, all right. Finley's <laughs> Mad Max jacket is so horrible. It kicks yeah. so much ass. Yeah, we should have gotten more of uh is it it's not steampunk. What is it? Post apocalyptic Finley? I think that yeah. would be cool. Um, and his fucking horrible mullet. Oh man. What what a look. Even though his old man look is one of the best all, of all time. Did I you think? see those clips of uh Fury Road without CGI? No. It was going around. Did you see Fury Road? I, I did not actually see Okay, that. well, you should watch I that. Love. You should go watch that. Um, I would really love great. to. I fucking love the Mad Max oh, it's, series. I, it's the pinnacle of the modern action film. Um, all right. So, um, when we return... Customary break time, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're going to do the P, and uh, we got a little... I don't know what this... What's the song? You Well, we can... You have it. You'll send it. You sent it to me earlier. Um Coming from Eritrea, uh, I can't pronounce her name because Eritrea is Eritrea a country? Yeah. Okay, they split I thought from so. Ethiopia. Okay. And there was a war, and she was a revolutionary in the war, and she kicks ass. But the song yeah. is weird, and it sounds insane. But All it's right. fucking cool. We'll anyway, check that out, and when we return, we're gonna take another trip to FMW. Yeah, Cork and Hall, baby. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go get some water and also uh, use the bathroom because I do that, which is yeah. weird. It it makes sense. Yeah, no, it's a thing that, you, you, hey, we all got that f- one friend who got to go pee sometime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
2006 to 2008, uh, I didn't have a, a working uh, USB port or trackpad on my on my laptop, so I learned how to navigate everything uh, uh, with a keyboard. Um, Hell yeah! Yeah, welcome back to Wrestling Is Gross. Uh, this is Tech Talk. This is our Tech Talk segment. Um, all right, Tech Talk and Taker. Tech Talk and Taker, yeah. Uh, what what sort of uh, devices do you think uh, The Undertaker has uh, in his home? Uh, an Alexa in every room. Um, so it, it it does not play Mo Bamba. Do you remember that? That was one of Mo the dumbest Bamba? things. Ever. There was a there was oh, this God. thing. It was like around fucking New Year's where it was like my dad got us an Alexa in every room, and I just made it play Mo Bamba, which is a Hip hop song. Okay, uh, I don't. I don't know Mobamba. Um, maybe I'm it, not it, as up on the culture as I as I as I think I am. It's not very good. Uh, ask Bad Max. Okay. Uh, Shout Bad out Max. to Bad Max. Come. Uh, looking forward to to doing your project when, whenever it it uh, goes from a, a notion to an idea and eventually into an actual thing. Um, this is from April first. 1990 from Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling um, at Sushi Onita and Tarzan Goto versus Masanobu Kurisu and the Dragon Master Kendo Nagasaki. Um, so, this is a Texas death match. And if this wasn't in your personal canon, then it would have been on mine. Uh, uh, fucking absolutely, yeah. It's It's... It's so I don't I don't know how this is a very fucking universal match to me. I feel like yeah, this is the single most important match when it comes to this podcast existing. Um, and you know if 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 you're if you're unclear on why, then just watch the first thirty seconds when Onita comes out wearing knee pads over his blue jeans. Uh, Masanobu, Masanobu Krisu comes out dressed like one of the guys who attacked the Army Reserve dudes in Walter Hill's Southern Comfort. And I can't even begin to describe Godo's outfit. It's yellow and red is all I'll say. Um, as we, far we, as fashion goes... We got goes, dueling sweats. We got dueling sweatpants. Hell yeah. As far as fashion goes, this is, this is, this is it. Um, and it begins with a, with Onita doing a reckless tope, like a, not a, not a pretty one, just right into the chairs. It's crazy. Graphics aren't even on, off the fucking screen yet. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. The tape came out two months later and they were like, I don't know how, how do we, how do we fit, how do we fit the, the information on the screen and also show, fuck it, just leave it up, just leave it up. It's, it's great. Um. This is a Texas death match. Uh, we'll get more into the rules as we get in a little bit, a little, little, little bit deeper into it. Um, but this is a pretty young Cork and Hall, right? The Cork and Hall opened when? When did Cork and Hall open? Um, Cork and Hall itself is fairly old, but it's like one of those things where the for, for like the the mileage on it is pretty low at this point. Like this is one of the first. Matches that has the pe- that like more than four people have seen on tape that okay. you could identify from from. Court. So it was just like house show circuit stuff before this, maybe, or they just didn't run it as often, or what? They just didn't. It just wasn't needed. There wasn't the indie scene. There wasn't um. There like I think it's. I would assume it's a bringing referencing um our destroyer show. I think it's that it has uh, the capacity for. 
air conditioning throughout the building because it's on like okay, the right. fourth floor, right? I always forget. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's weird because of how fucking big it is. You yeah, it's in a, it's in an office building basically, right? Yeah, and but you can fit twenty five hundred fucking people as the well, claimed attendance. Well, the claim, notices. yeah, the super vacancy attendance. I I think it's probably I, closer to like fifteen hundred if we're going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, but that's still an absurd amount of people. And it's like, the hottest. It's the hottest venue in Japan, and it always has been. I feel like um, the crowds here, and I, I've I've asked people before, what is the deal with with Cork, and why is it? And 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 the the consensus seems to be that it's just. In the right part of Tokyo, um, it's got uh, like public transportation is easily it's easily easily accessible for from train or bus or whatever whatever they whatever they ride there, um, and it seems like you just get you get the hardcores and maybe the ticket prices are are lower than some of the bigger shows or were in you know certain eras, and you just you find. That every promotion that runs there, you get their most devoted people, and the crowd is fucking nuts for this. They are going yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's um, geographically, it's right. It's like a literally stones throw away from Tokyo Dome. They funnel, you know, you um, they built that um, super Corkin about ten years ago. Right, right, right. And, and nobody fucking runs there because they're still paying that off because there's no need for it really. Right. It, it has. What is the name of that that venue? Do you know? And right now it's TDC Hall. I think it was. Okay. J- it had. It did have sponsorship. It had JBC. Okay. JBC Hall. Tractors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and nobody fucking runs it. It's just yeah. like if you want like a mid-sized building, run Ota Ward or something like Russell One did uh, mm-hmm. today. Like, for their weird show, that they just, like, we're just going to have a show, and 1,800 people are going to show up. We could have just done this at a cork, and really, but who gives I a think show? every Russell One show is just, we're going to do a show. No offense to them. Good promotion, but not a lot yeah. of not a lot of clear uh, uh, di- financial direction, even though their creative yeah. direction is, is pretty clear at this point. Yeah, the Kaz Hayashi Shuji Kondo, they are, they, I don't want to call them grown up theater kids, but that is the energy that Wrestle One has. Kaz Hayashi's like 50 now, right? Um, he's not the, he's, uh, he he's works at WCW not, in 1999, so. I, I want to say he's 45. Cool. Uh, he isn't, he, he doesn't, he doesn't look at, a day like, over 46, so. Yeah, he de- he debuted at like seventeen. He yeah, sure. As you do. Um, so yeah, this starts crazy with them in the chairs, uh, in the in the just devouring rows of chairs. The crowd is running. Um, Nagasaki grabs one of those chairs and starts hitting him in the uh, hit, hitting Onita in the arm with it, uh, which sucks a lot. You know, uh, yeah, getting hit in the elbow with anything sucks really bad. Uh, All the nerves. Oh, it sucks. It really does. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it. You know, I always think of uh, Darby Allen getting getting hit in the arm with the, oh. uh, with the shovel by Ethan Page, and it's just like it just don't hit people in the arm because it's there's a lot that can go wrong. You can break a wrist. You can fucking just rip a finger right off. Those things yeah, just that, I mean, pop not, right not, off. Yeah, not to over-reference that spot. I remember that wasn't even like a particularly meaningful. It wasn't it like didn't a, look it, it, good. 
it was just like it just happened, and then it was like, oh, Darby might be dead. Yeah, he might be dying right now. Yeah, the, the one of all theory and Priscilla yeah. Kelly. Like, yeah, runs right. Into the right now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, where's I, Jason like, the Gifto Kinkado? We need him out here. Um, no, uh, the the one evolved show I went to, uh, Darby was hurt and he he made an appearance, but only uh, trash talking Ethan Page while his arm was in a sling, and I will forever be mad at Ethan Page for that. Um, but I will say, Ethan Page has uh, earned back some will after. Uh, destroying Nova Pro Wrestling and forcing <laughs> uh, the VA gent Mike into obscurity and private posting. Um, but yeah, this is this is a crazy opening. Uh, Onita ends up going over the rail that separates the floor seats from the bleachers of Korokin, Um and Nagasaki is just after him. And Onita has to hold his foot up to try to prevent being killed with a chair, and people are just running away. They're so scared. It's, it feels... So crazy. Yeah, Nagasaki, Nagasaki is a man who does... He's not seemingly he gives a fucking shit. He is... This is an extremely unprofessional match, mm-hmm. but, um, in terms of... It's worked unprofessional, but it, that's... It's, I love unprofessionalism. Oh, yeah. I don't... I don't want to fucking see... Like, you know, if you've been doing this for... All, all, all of the... I mean, what? This is... A Godo's the youngest of of as far as experience is concerned, right? Yeah, I was going to, and yeah, I was going to say this is. I mean, in terms of experience and training, one of the things that I uh, we're talking. You have two AJPW Dojo graduates and our babyface team, of course, Onita and Godo. One NJPW graduate in Karasu, one of the first out, and uh, Nagasaki was one of the absolute last out of the JWA Dojo with Kilakon. And 71, yeah, that's insane. So it's like, these guys have been the fuck around. Yeah, there's they some grandpas here. They know how to work. They know how to, you know, put it on. Yeah. Like, that this is, like, add that mustard. And these are guys who do not, or who are fine just throwing shots. I mean, yeah, well, uh, Karisu uh, does seem, at times, like, he throws some, like, really gross-looking like street fight strikes, like he does like toe kicks to the stomach, which is just a setup move. You know, you do that before a DDT or you know, fucking Stone Cold Stunner. But he does these insane, just awful toe kicks that just connect really hard. And he's wearing fucking cowboy boots. Yeah. So, and so, so he he feels at times like he's not even a trained wrestler, uh, like, but in a good way. But he feels like a guy who doesn't know how to how to how to work a strike and i think that's a lot of fun um i really like any guy who who feels like they're fighting uh obviously um he, yeah he like it is a level of trained to see to truly seeming untrained yeah i like it and which and, is fucking uh, awesome nagasaki throws chairs like he i mean obviously what is it 1990 so how much uh how much chaotic chair shot and chair throwing have has anyone done at this time? I mean, Onita worked Memphis, you know, Karisu and uh, and and Dragon Master have been around, I'm sure, um, but it's it's kind of it feels very early on and very uh, like un undiscovered sort of territory, um, as he is just he Nagasaki swings these chairs in ways. That looks so dangerous. Uh, the the Korokin chairs, and I guess most of the chairs in, in Japanese uh, audiences are 
They're like the lighter all-metal chairs with padded seats, and they usually don't look quite as brutal as your, like, American, you know, like the the WWF late 90s concussion main event steel chair shot. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have, like, the weight to it. But when you see Kurisu or, uh, or Kendo Nakasaki uh, swing one of these chairs, and they do this, like, um, you know, overhand, like, uh, just they hold the chair over the head and they swing it down straight. It's not like a side, it's like a baseball bat swing. It's just over the top. And there's this way that there's this one chair shot in particular where, uh, I, I think he hits it, uh, Karisu to Goto, um, where he, he reaches like a, an apex, like a, the highest possible height with the chair. And as he's, as the chair is descending in the swing, it's gaining speed. And it looks like it has this, there's like this perception of weight that comes along with the way Karisu swings the chair and the way he raises it up. And it, it looks like he's really, like you said in the, uh, earlier on with the, with the way the headbutts in Hoda versus Kandori were measured and like wound up. That's how these chair shots kind of feel at times. Uh, yeah. Um, I, the thing about like, if you want to compare like the American, you know, your Western chairs to like the Japanese, like I feel like you have more malleability, more, you can do like it's lighter, uh, but it like, I can't imagine like actually trying to swing a chair like it's, an ungimmick fucking yeah like 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 this you could do a lot like this you have freedom of range and motion that mean and that means that you know it's it's more supple you get to, <laughs> you yeah. get to really brain a motherfucker yeah. and oh, you yeah. know the thing flies off and I don't know but also that means that you get to do with a little less consequence sure you get to some somehow it's both safer and more reckless which yeah good props it doesn't matter how how actually dangerous it is as long as it looks dangerous um, Karisu takes a shot to the dome does the safest way to hide a blade job sticking uh, hide a blade job he sticks his whole like fucking torso and head under the ring it's classic. <laughs> um, and then Onita's had had a bandaged forehead coming in uh shades of Ian Rotten and that's gone within minutes he's bleeding quickly uh there's a moment where there's a really cool moment this match is uh nine minutes or something it's crazy it's like it's under ten it's fucking crazy um I think. Mm, might be I a think little it's, it's 10.02, I think. Oh, great. Of course, it's over 10. Um, it's, it's, un- yeah, it's, it's under 10, 10 in spirit. Um, <laughs> there's this moment where Onita has Karisu, and he's uh, he's been, you know, he's I think this is right after Karisu uh, gigged himself under the ring. And Dragon Master begins approaching uh, them, and Onita's backing away, keeping Karisu sort of between himself and Nagasaki, similar to the way, like, uh, one would, like, hold a hostage between themselves and the SWAT team member when they bust down the door of the bank that they're robbing and just picks up a chair and, like, flings it at him and it's just, it's like a cool defense sort of move. <laughs> uh, desperation and just real, uh, real gritty shit, you know? Um, I... Onita is the best at that. Onita, that's Onita's thing, right? Oh, Onita, yeah, Onita is the king of the cinematic spots. Yeah. Um, there's a beautiful one. Do you, it's, it's later in the match. Do you want to, but it's, it's, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite spots of all time because sure, like, we can jump around. Uh, 
Yeah, the okay. Um, they have they have Goto in the heel corner essentially, and Onita does a signature Onita sacrifice. Yeah, and uh, Nagasaki doesn't give a fucking shit, and he just blasts Onita on the background anyway. Like he's just like extra pissed off. I'm like, how dare you do this to me, little bitch? Yeah, it's so fucking cool. It's, he's it's like. Well, so he, he tackles Nagasaki into the corner. Nagasaki's wailing on Goto with a chair. And Onita yeah. tackles him. Like, just recklessly, get off my friend. I, 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 need to, I need to help him. And then he lays on top of Goto. And it's just the classic, you know, uh, it's what Kobashi and, 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 uh, and Masawa, you know. Um, m- maybe they got inspiration from this match. Uh, and he covers him up and he takes the chair shots for him and it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's the quintessential Onita type of spot, you know? Yeah. Um, but we, the, but the reckless, like absolute, like not give a fuck in, uh, Nagasaki is just so beautiful. Like, I don't, yeah. it's like, it's like, that's supposed to impress me. Your yeah. fucking sacrifice. No. Yeah. It. It's great. It's great. Uh, we get our, so this is a Texas death match, um, which is a, you know, you pin your opponent and then the referee counts to 10. And if the guy can't get back up, uh, after a three count plus a 10 count, then the match is over. Um, so we get our first fall after Onita hits a, a DDT on, uh, Nagasaki and then Goto comes in and, and he's like picking him up and he says, uh, double, double DDT, double DDT. DDT. And they, they hit the double DDT for the three and, uh, Nagasaki makes his way back up. But the, man, the Texas deathmatch format is so good when it's done with the right kind of energy. Um, and that's sort of the real problem I have with last man standing as a concept is that the matches are always paced and structured in a way to be these ultra dramatic main events yes. where like it's, it's, it's look, drama's great. We all love drama. There's plenty of drama here. Um, but it's in the like granular moments. It's, it's in the, 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 the way that Onita looks at Goto when he can't help him, when he can't defend his friend. And it's not in this, uh, this overwrought sort of, um, you know, long sequences of, will they make it back to 10? There's none of that shit here. There's, there's no, uh, near fall 10 count. There's no, Wow, this one, this has got to be the move that keeps him down, right? Right? No, Ciampa made it up at 9.999. Like, doesn't exist here. Doesn't, doesn't fucking exist. Because the story that they're telling, the drama that they're selling, is based on, uh, not, it's based on survival, but it's based on, uh, survival from like moment to moment. Because any moment can end a motherfucker in this match. And, it's not, it's not building towards some biggest moment. It's just who who can who can stay on their feet and who can make it back. And it's very uh, it's very dark at times. There's there's a moment late in the match where Onita so Onita gives. Um, I want to make sure I've got all of this right. Okay. Onita gives Kurisu a sixth Thunderfire powerbomb, um, drops him on the shoulders, and um, then Goto gives him a flying splash, right? Great looking splash. Yeah. And Onita is covering Kurisu, and then Nagasaki comes in with 
like the frame of a steel chair. Like there's nothing, there's no back, there's no seat to the steel chair. It's just, it's like the idea of a chair. And he comes in with it and he starts swinging it at Onita. And Onita, who is on his back, on top of, and here's the other thing. Nagasaki's not here to save Karisu because he's his friend. He's saving him because he just happens to be there and he just wants to kill Onita. He comes in swinging this chair at Onita, who from the mat, looking up, tries to block those shots with his foot. And and Nagasaki just changes his game plan, is no longer trying to smash Onita in the head. He starts swinging it horizontally into Onita's fucking ankle. Yeah. Like, twice in a row. Early in the match when, um, when, when the, like, right after that, like, right at the start, when he, he starts wailing on Onita, he's, he, like, he gets the chair wrapped around the, uh, Onita's leg, and he goes right after the knee, and of course Onita fucking lost, what, six years of his career? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Knee injuries, right. and he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I'm taking you out. This is about, this is about that. Like, like, no, this isn't, this is, there's no fucking honor in this. There's no fucking, there's no like sense of no. And it's like, and it's not like he built it. It's just like, what else would I do? Yeah. Fuck you. It's, it's, a, it, it's reckless as hell. And in, in the right way, it's, it's, it's a, it's mad. It's motherfuckers who just, you know, this is a very, okay, you know, the, the thing that's so easy to say about, Japanese wrestling, uh, overall, but FMW in particular, and a true to life for no, knowing what we know, is this has a very, like, Yakuza bar brawl. And yeah. you're like, sure. like, uh, but how else? I played those like, games, yeah. But what do you, what do you, what else do you say? Like, there's just like, like, I don't fucking give a shit. You, yeah. It's like, no, you, you're gonna die, man. There is some care. clear, that guy owes me money, or that guy's uncle owes me money, so I'm gonna beat him up until his uncle pays me. Like, there's, there's a lot of that going on here. Um, you know, look, that's a, that's a big part of Japanese wrestling, like you said. The destroyer fucking dropping the gun into Jumbo's hand <laughs> so he can throw it in the fucking river. That is a thing, but yeah, there's something about FMW that has this seediness to it, and it's not even, so that's the other thing about this, is it's not like, um, so the the Yakuza have, and I've got a, I've actually got a Yakuza 6 poster, the video game, which has uh, a, a digital rendition of, uh, of Takeshi Kitano on the poster, I can see, I'm looking at it right now. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think there's something to the, the Yakuza fiction where a lot of it is grandiose, uh, you know, uh, decades of tradi- uh, centuries of tradition and, uh, you know, lineages, bloodlines and power struggles that have gone back far, far beyond what anybody can truly remember beyond written and recorded history. Right. And, um, this is not that this is, this is a, a scrap between people who are on the fringes of the Yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> These are not made men. These are fucking street toughs. And they are, they're, they will kill to get their fucking name out there. Um, or in the case of Goto and Onita, they, they just walked into the wrong fucking alley. Um, there's four men in here and only two of them. Are gonna be are are gonna stay, you know, like within the fold. 
yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Two, you got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, so you sort it out. Yeah. The match ends with uh, I didn't even talk about fucking Carisu taking his cowboy boot fucking off. Fucking food off. Yeah. And so. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, there's that. Seen, what, yeah. You've seen that. the match where he, uh, I can't. I don't think it's online right now, which sucks so much ass. Where he. Kicks. He literally kicks uh, the baby uh, Jado. I can't think of his sh- real name. Unconscious, right? Mm, I don't think I've seen that. What is that? I um, Japan. No, it's it's is it's an FMW, FMW okay. eighty nine. Yeah, when Jado was a oh uh, wow steer. Okay. Uh, yeah, and future battle. He just straight up. Um, I will have to take a look and see if yeah, it's it somewhere. is it is grotesque. It sounds awesome. And, I like Jado Bullet Club. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Love those guys. Uh, Love those guys. Um, yeah. But like, and it's just, Karras is just a mean motherfucker. He takes his belt off. No, just, uh, he doesn't. So he doesn't, he takes his, he. so Karisu takes his boot off and swings it at Onita. Onita steals hey. his boot and then takes his own belt off and he starts whipping her. You're right, you're right. You're fucking right. He's yeah. swinging, and here's the other thing, all right? Here's the other cool thing about the, the belt spot is that Onita doesn't make a loop with his belt. He starts swinging the full length of the belt. So the end of it is just catching motherfuckers right in the jaw. And it's a sh- it only lasts for about 10 seconds because somebody starts wailing on him with a chair or a boot or some other fucking object. Uh, Carisi starts doing toe kicks again. So this, is, it, this match is immense. All right, um, we've we've talked and we've t- we've said pretty much everything that's happened in it, but it's all a blur. It I've seen this match probably twenty five times. I I watched it twice in a row the first time I watched it. Um, it's immense. Watch this match. It ends with a fucking emotional. Uh, with like a ballad playing behind it, Onita screaming and crying because this is FMW and that's what they do. Um, it's it's beautiful. Jimmy Del Rey's there, looking real scuzzy. Whoa, okay, I didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah, it's him and and, and Big Fat Sambo Asako. Jimmy, as, uh, uh, what was his what was his name? Jimmy. Jimmy Backlund. Jimmy Backlund. I knew it was some old fucking guy. Jimmy Backlund. Uh, yeah, j- the the gentleman. No, the sleep. What's his name? The gigolo. The gigolo. I know it's uh, some uh, some some. Uh, Jimmy uh, graffiti. Uh, he Jimmy 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 Delray kicks ass. Yeah. Well, no, we're gonna get to a, a heavenly bodies brawl at some point here. Um, no. So check this one out. This one's on YouTube. I will link this. If nothing else, I will fucking certainly link this match because this is this is the match for the show as far as I'm concerned. Um, and all right, we good. Tie a bow yeah. on it. Tie a tie a ribbon on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, t- you know, tie a snake on it. There you go. Uh, from and our, yeah, I know. Main event time. Event. Go ahead, hit it. Cage of death, baby. Oh, t- <laughs> right. Of course. Two, uh, we were originally going to do a Drake show like two weeks ago. We never did the Drake show. We got to. We'll, we'll get do to a Drake. We'll do a Drake fucking we'll show. We'll Yeah, we Drake's Drake has a ton of goddamn material. But here's the thing: we are at Cage of Death Five. Back, our first return to a show. Yeah, first for, time doing more than one match on the same show. Isn't it crazy that it would be CZD, CZW Cage of Death 5? <laughs> yes, of all the shows. Wow, yeah, who right. could guess that? <laughs> um, and this is a ladder match between Chris Cash and Joker. And <laughs> yeah. It, so it's it, so good. I love it so much. December 13th, 2003. Um, it's... 
So, first of all, I just want to I just want to give a shout out to uh, the fact that Joker was the name of a guy who wrestled in my backyard fed and wore a uh, orange prison jumpsuit and a Hannibal Lecter mask. And uh, I haven't talked about this in the show, have I? No, I don't know. I don't know this story. That seemed that's an incongruous uh, gimmick name for that. Okay, yeah. Well, so he so he wore uh, the orange prison jumpsuit and a Hannibal Lecter mask. Um, I'll make this short. One time he hit me in the back with a fake kendo stick made of literal literal tree branches that oh, were shit, together, I remember that. Yeah. and it wrapped around and caught me above the elbow, and it caused a contusion above my elbow. That was one of the worst bruises I ever had. And then also, I do want to just give a shout out to Joker and also Crimson. That's Crimson, Daniel Bertrand out there. He's still working matches in Southeast Texas. Uh, C-R-Y-M-S-Y-N. That's Crimson. Uh, go like his Facebook page. Him and Joker uh, snuck light tubes into a show that we did at a local church, Cal- uh, Calvary Baptist Church in Beaumont, Texas, um, and uh, did light tube spots, um, and we never got to run that, that church again. So those uh, those crowds of 150 people, uh, pfft, right out the window, because Joker and Crimson, that's Crimson spelled C-R-Y-M. S Y N, uh, that's Marvin. I forget his last name. Joker. Marvin and Daniel Bertrand got us kicked out of Calvary Baptist Church. Uh, so just shout out to them. This Joker, however, um, did this Joker ever do death matches? Yes, he did. Okay, because I like he Joker. Is, I like Joker a lot. I like Joker a fucking lot. He has had a weird career. Yeah. Uh, um, well, so he's he's been in and out of. He's a he's a marine. I, the heart of a marine, John. <laughs> I, yeah, he served the uh, served the U.S. military, which whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, yeah. Was, we're not <laughs> we're not going to say that. But I will say, no, he, no. He, I'm in, in in this context. I mean, buddy. You fucking kick ass at wrestling. Yeah, I wish well, you could so, do that, man. But also, uh, he wrestles like the, he look. He wrestles like a guy who has seen combat in the Middle East. Okay, yes. he's he's got that fucking sense about him, and it it makes him. It's part of what makes him Joker. And he by is, the way, my wife said, "Is he?" My wife watched this match with me as well. Is this supposed to be the Batman Joker? And then, like, later on, she was like, well, I guess it could just be, like, a Joker from a deck of cards, which I think is closer to what it is. Yeah, he's just, he's just like a Harlequin. He has, like, his weird pants. Harley Quinn? Har- a Harlequin, you know. I just, I never, I yeah. never even put that together until just now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has this weird, weird uh, patch-ass pants. They're, uh, yeah, good garbage raw- pants. Would you, say, would you agree he has the rawest nickname of all time? Uh, the Cambodian axe murderer. The Cambodian axe murderer. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's probably that's probably up there with the sickest shit you could you could call him. So fucking cool. Uh, yeah, it's great. I love and Chris Cash. Though. Cash. Look, Chris Cash Chris comes Cash. out down with the sickness. sickness. Ooh, wah, ah, ah, himself. Um, incredible energy in his entrance. Um, if you he gets I, on the top turnbuckle and he's fucking singing to it, which is so good. Yeah, he, I. He and I told I told my wife I told Emily that um, this is Chris Cash. Um, he looks like a superstar, right? And she was like, I mean, he doesn't look like a superstar, but he's acting like one. And I was like, Yeah, 
exactly. And then I told oh, her yeah. that he died in a fucking motorcycle accident like two years later. And she was like, oh, this guy's like a lot of people I know. Um, and it's just, and I was like, do you know a lot of guys yeah. who, who used to listen to Disturbed? And she was like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Chris Cash <laughs> is a dying in a motorcycle accident ass motherfucker. And God damn, he came out here planning to make himself a star on this night. And he planned on making Joker a star too. And holy shit. This match is not good in a traditional sense, but man, it is just it is just beautiful as a shitty indie plunder match. Like holy shit! Like a combined like two years of experience. Like no. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing that I wanted to, and this came to me after the fact as a contrast because I just wanted to do this match because I love this match so much. I love this match because I have a reason to love this match. But it came to me after the fact that you take our first three matches. Um, with the exception of Shinobu Kandori, I think every single per- and Tarzan Goto, but both of them had martial arts experience as well. Like professional, like judo and sumo. Sure. Had been professional wrestlers at l- near or at least half their lives going okay. into the matches we watched them in, right? Sure. They had insane amount of, tra- insane training. Insane, you, you could go to the fucking gyms and, uh, Britain and Europe, like Finlay and Regal. You go to the AJAW dojo. You go anywhere. All that shit. Right. John fucking Dahmer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, like, no. and Eddie Valentine? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. This is. Did, not, did, now, did they train both of these guys? I don't know exactly who trained Joker, but I know he's from Philly, of course. So I think sure. he might have. I, I don't, I think he might have been... He might have been a VD a, guy? Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is... If you don't know who John Dahmer and Eddie Valentine are, they were, uh, I think they were former CCW tag team champions, known as, uh, collectively as, uh, VD, <laughs> or The VD. Um, check, don't, <laughs> don't check out any John Dahmer matches, but just know that they exist. Yes, he named himself John Dahmer. Yeah. What a reference. The VD. God. I love, I love this era of CZW and, and, and Northeast Indies in general, but CZW is just where, where the, where the scum all combined into a thing that somehow managed to be just as scummy as the sum of its parts while also being higher quality than it ever should have been. It's the centrifuge, yes. Yeah. Um, and, but this is, so here's the thing, watching this, and I think you have the same fucking feeling in your mind, I never really did backyarding, I just, but, but like, I fucking wanted to, sure. and I remember being, like, what, I was 11 when I saw this match first time, cause it would, uh, yeah, cause it would sure. fucking would have varied, uh, you would have been 14. I was 14, yeah. I, yeah, I, you would have. We got this tape, um, we got this tape. The Friday after it happened, hell yeah! Uh, we ordered it the Monday it became available on Smartmark Video. We ran a backyard show that Friday, and after it finished, we watched this tape. Hell yeah! Yeah. Um, but this ha- so here's so I just like I, I figured that there was no motherfucking way you waited three months to see Kajin at five. To yeah, be, you were not fifteen. It's like you were not hell now. No. Um, that's just all. I just needed to make sure. On, I was like making sure, just numerically, like I had yeah. that. It all made sense. In my head. fourteen. Here's fourteen. Thing, we were fucking very, re- and I, you see this match, and this is like, 
I fucking wanted to do that. This is what I wanted. Oh, this, this is a match made for 11 to 14 year olds. <laughs> this is like, yes, who have like, who are fucking idiots, like mm-hmm. who are maniacs like us, who, you know, whatever I am in life, I fucking love. I just wanted to. I wanted to fucking. I I wanted fucking the fake UTV theme song to play. <laughs> Look, there there's something about seeing Chris Cash in the shiniest pants ever, and seeing his weird long body type, and him doing springboards. It just looks cool, and 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 you want to be him. Like I, it's weird. Uh, he has a sick five forty kick. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> the, oh man! All right, so there's a moment. There's a moment in this that I. Uh, early on where Joker whips him a really sick whip into the uh, guardrail uh, right into yeah. a, a a game crazy banner that says 12, <laughs> 12 free rentals with a new with a new system purchase and there's like oh, a yeah. pick of a GameCube and a PS2 and it's <laughs> fuck man I, I would do anything to have that hanging in my basement right now next to <laughs> the garbage I have um, yeah, absolutely fuck um no, this match is littered with great spots. Um, it has no sense of pace, but every spot hits clean enough. None of it takes that long to set up. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll run through some of them. Uh, there's a huge double stomp off the top uh, to the floor. Uh, Joker on the top rope. Cash on a ladder that is laid across two chairs with a chair on top of him. And Joker does a double stomp, sick fucking move, crumples everything underneath it. Um, there's a lot of little, I have it written down, there's a singular note that just has little ass ladders. Um, yeah, there's so <laughs> many. This is, of, of course, if we have not, uh, never seen the match and, because, and we haven't articulated, this is not a title or match. Or, this yeah, is it's a not a lot. climb the ladder. This is it. Yeah, this is a pinfall uh, or submission. This is a yeah. ladders match, basically. It's a much like our tables match from uh, Nick, Nick, Nick Age and Nate Hatred. It's a here are ladders. Do with them as you'd like. Yeah. Which is fuck yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you know for for years it was just no, this isn't a real ladder match or whatever. But like that's the thing is a real ladder match is fucking bullshit. Um, yeah. At, at the like pinnacle, like you can like look, you look at a, a TLC two or whatever, and they build entire segments of that match around Hardy hanging from the fucking thing. Like those are those are some masterful matches. Those are beautifully um, laid out, beautifully performed. Hardy Undertaker, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's a fa- that might be that might be my favorite one on one ladder match in the history of that company. Hell uh, yeah! But that stuff would- is few and far between as far as like smart layout and and drama being built in a way that makes sense if you break it down to its its logical uh, core, you know? Yes, like conceptualizing what the latter means. N- not not everybody is fucking Jeff or Matt Hardy who have spent at least 30%, 30 to 40% of their entire lives standing about, on a ladder. <laughs> yes, yeah, standing and thinking about Look, how to I, incorporate a I was a born goddamn on a ladder, ladder, I'll die on a ladder, and in between I'm going to stand on a fucking ladder, okay? It's what I was, going, it's what I'm like, here for. They've spent 40% of their goddamn lives thinking about how to incorporate a ladder into a wrestling match, right? Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. No, not everybody has that kind yeah. of. That's why the Hardy brothers are fucking approved, man. They're fucking full on. They're, they're our boys. Um, not every, so 
But this is just, here's lots of ladders. Yeah, and Chris Cash Chris is a Cash. huge Hardy fan, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. call, they refer to him as the master ladder match, and you're thinking, like, that's hmm. a bit much. <laughs> He's been in one. Also, it was good. <laughs> but also, but it's like, at the same time, yes, he clearly fucking lo- he clearly yeah. has so many ideas. And he, and there's some absurd, I mean. There's a lot of ladders. There are a lot of ladders, as far as ladders. But there are the, there's a lot of those little ones. I will, I'll say this. My wife said to me, I think the little ladders probably hurt more, which is an interesting idea. And then she asked me what, a, what DDT stands for, and I didn't have an answer for her. Uh, nobody knows what, <laughs> what a DDT is, actually. Yes, uh, Jake Roberts literally changes the answer every time yep. anyone asks yep. him because he, he just likes fucking with people. Yeah. Uh, he has that right. You, you be Grizzly Smith's fucking son and you get that right. So, yeah. Um, the, the fact that it's nearly impossible to describe some of these spots, uh, like in writing, and I tried to, uh, it's basically proof that stupid innovation in ladder match like in, in in a ladder match peaked in this very ladder match. I think um, so. I mean, there's yeah. that Joker does the uh, very beautifully for this. He does the he counters. He climbs off the ladder and does that fucking side effect. So yeah, all right. So uh, before that, there's a all right. So Joker's sitting on the on the top rope. Uh, Cash stands the ladder up, sticks Joker's head in between the rungs, and then basically bulldogs him off of the second rope, riding the ladder down and onto an open chair in the middle of the ring. Okay, completely fucking ludicrous. Yeah, so that that was a spot that I was like, I don't, I don't even know how to convey this in words. Uh, and then the the thing that you just described is the moment where I I literally turned to Emily and said. Hang on, I have to pause this because I don't know how to even write what's happening right now. And to which she said, he's making a little chair out of the two ladders. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what happens is uh, the the bigger ladder is leaned in the corner uh, at like not quite a 45 degree angle, maybe like a 38 degree angle, right? Yeah. Um, the smaller ladder is slid in between the rungs, so the smaller ladder is sticking up, creating a sort of like wide V shape, right? Um, and then, yeah, Chris Cash climbs it. Joker runs up the side and gives him a Matt Hardy side effect off the top, backwards through the smaller ladder. <laughs> and it and here's the thing: I, I actually timed it on the on the replays because I was like, "That's insane." And it looked pretty seamless too. And it's not—it's about a second and a half that they're stuck up there before the move is, is like executed. So it's not like they—they they got up there and they were like, "All right, let's get our fucking footing and position this." They just did it. They just fucking did it. And it—it's—it's it's a great spot. It's a real man. Cash kicks his fucking legs out. It's a real whoever John Dahmer, you know. <laughs> And Eddie Valentine would have been really proud of the way he kicked his legs on that bump right through that fucking ladder. Just there's beautiful. A, I beautiful. mean, I mean, there's like a there's a certain there's definitely this is a reckless match mm-hmm. by fucking definition. What? No, were you but, telling me that Joker bumping backwards off the ladder ostensibly <laughs> threw another ladder on the floor, but really just taking a fucking German suplex bump from ten feet up <laughs> onto the concrete is reckless? Yeah. I don't know about all my, that. But there's also, like, I mean, like, Joker's, like, an amazingly stiff worker. He's, like, very much, like, he fits Oh, yeah, he's the, a crowbar. Yeah. 
I mean, that's the reason we fucking like this guy so much. I mean, he fits, well, it's funny because Chris Cash has some of the worst punches I've ever seen. Oh yeah, he is a he's not, but he he's a guy who is game to take a, a just a forearm shiver right to the fucking. And he leans face. into him, yeah. If you lean yeah, into like, the strikes the the guy gives you, then your strikes. That's why Shane McMahon is approved. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Joker is like the Philly, like I mean, he is the Philly version of the hit of your homicide, mm-hmm. uh, sure. Monster Mac, Dan, uh, Mafia, Eddie Kingston. He is the Philly. He is and like uh, that's part of why I love him. Yeah, but of just like a dude he fits just, right in that mold. Yeah, yeah, just your ambiguously. Except he uh, fought in the Middle East, which makes him yeah. even scarier. He, because he yeah. has motherfucking PTSD on top of all of it. <laughs> he is, I mean, he's just so, he's just fucking black, and he hits, like, this fucking brutal double knees to the corner, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just, like, it's, I mean, but there's also, this is also an ambitious match in the sure. perfect, most, like, like, we get dueling ladders, and the fucking great Eric Gargiulo lie. I think they got ladder envy. <laughs> yeah, ladder envy I have written down. I also have I, another I have another line. line and a and a completely insane line. He is Eric Gargiulo, man. Um I think we I don't know if it's up to you, but I I think I think the 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 right call is to use the audio from the finish of this match. I think um, so. Because just Gargiulo Gargiulo and House screaming at such a bad audio quality is it's just everything that we're about here. Um, but there's a moment. Um, so, all right, I'm not even going to try to describe this, uh, but after this weird thing that I'm not going to describe happens, uh, cash hits a like cutthroat burning hammer on the Joker and Joker's face just slightly hits the side of a ladder which looks really shitty and painful. And Gargiulo keeps yelling, he's marking out, John. He's marking out, which I remember was a reference to something. I think it's Mark Briscoe. Because Mark Briscoe would do the, the cutthroat where you. Yeah, that's the, the variation, yeah. Yeah, so he, so I think that was an, uh, like an homage to Mark Briscoe. Um, and which is so, which is so pure and good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, Chris Cash is clearly a Mark Briscoe guy. You can totally see that. Um, I also love Mark Briscoe. Yeah. Well, who doesn't love Mark Briscoe? But in 2003, <laughs> Mark Briscoe exactly. was like an unheralded 19 year old. Um, wasn't even allowed to wrestle in Philly because he was too young. He had to wear a mask. Um, but then there's this line where Gargiulo, uh, says this match has had more airtime than a skateboarding contest at the air games. Excuse me, <laughs> the X games. Such <laughs> <laughs> an analogy. He knows, it's almost like he knows it as it's coming out. But it's Gargiulo. He, he knows it. No, he doesn't. The air games. Man. He's like, he's trying so the hard. Air Games. So this is a peak of Eric Cardula, one of the I think yeah. maybe signature trait as like in line and in, in in couplets. If you know what I mean, like in from line to line. Okay. Yeah, I, I have to put it better in line to line. Like how he says, like his not catchphrases, but the way he like is both his. How could you do this to yourselves? And this is the biggest stage ever. Huh. This is like, he's completely, he's paying ping pong with himself. Like, where he's always going back and forth from, it's not worth it to, this is the biggest show ever! <laughs> this is the biggest show in Philly since Can't You Death Free! Yeah. Which is, 
<laughs> no, he's he's great at selling a thing that that it feels incredibly sincere, even if on paper, if you wrote the words that he said down, there's maybe. I, I, I've never met another person who would be able to sell some of the lines that he fucking, that come out of his mouth. It's, it's incredible. He's, he's got a, and he's still around. I, I do want to, I do want to reach out to Eric Gargiulo because he's a, he's such an important figure in both of our, our development as uh, fucking psychopaths who like this stuff. Um, <laughs> I guess. Oh, for sure. I'll say this. My wife asked me at some point what the ladder budget for a match like this is. And I, I answered simply by saying uh, probably more than either guy got paid. Uh, <laughs> then that led her to looking on, uh, on the Lowe's website at ladder prices and the 12 foot orange Werner ladder that, uh, that they set up in the corner and used for one spot and just bent all to shit, uh, is priced at $259. <laughs> Holy shit. That's what, that's more than. 80% of this card got. Definitely, definitely. Now, my wife did say uh, we need to consider inflation as well as the theory that true. that these are the prices for fiberglass ladders, whereas those were probably made from aluminum. And then I informed her that none of this actually matters since John Zandig is a construction worker and he clearly yes. stole all of these exactly. ladders from his How day job. Thank you, because that was what I was ultimately going to say, that yeah. all of these ladders are stolen. Yeah, yeah, it just, it's it's all it's that's these that's are, just all green there, baby. <laughs> this is sur- these are surplus ladders. Yeah, yeah. They they look. They weren't being. There wasn't a guy standing on it at the time. Figured it was mine to take. <laughs> um, so we get to the finish. He calls up Zandi. Calls up Lobo. Lobo. I I need a couple extra ladders. Yeah. Yeah, buddy, I got them. Of course, man. Yeah. Any bring you. your van. Um, <laughs> Do, do those back windows roll down? No, just bust them out. Fuck it. Um, no. So we get to the finish, um, which is a Joker driver off of a ladder through a table. Um, the Joker driver, aka the Rubik's cube. One of aka the, the uh, let's just say it. What if the one winged angel was actually cool? Okay, so I, I always I never I didn't even put that together. Um, so okay, that's a really good way to if people aren't familiar with the Rubik's cube, um, the one winged angel is so he lets the obviously he lets one of the legs sort of go, and he when the person being given the move flips and lands, they land on their upper shoulders and their back. Um, and then it ends up with one leg hooked up under the armpit of the of Kenny Omega. So this is if you had them in an actual proper uh, electric chair position, and you reached up, and their 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 ankles are their legs are over your shoulders, ankles under your armpits. You reach up and grab the top of their head or the back of their head and neck, and you just pull them down, and they cr- they just crunch. And they, they <laughs> die. They fucking die. If you've ever seen, um, this was actually the Green Phantoms finish, I believe. Except he went to his knees, which was uh, probably safer, but more margin for error as far as dropping a guy on the top of their head. Um, also, seems like it would probably fucking suck for your knees. Yeah, sure, sure. And he would. The cool thing about the Green Phantom is he would also just land knees first in some guys' faces. <laughs> <laughs> um, so not bad enough. Oh. They're landing on the back of their neck. He's also just double kneeing them in the fucking face. Um, 
also the the the, the JML driver uh, by Shane Strickland, uh, which is just the Quiet Storm or the Cradle Storm driver uh, by Quiet Storm. I don't know if anybody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, he doesn't do that shit anymore. I'm, I know, I know. Um, they wouldn't let him. <laughs> those those motherfuckers well, would not let him do that. Um, if maybe if the I ring was still green, they would. Uh, no, yeah, it's he shouldn't have been able to in the first place. Uh, it's yeah. one of the most dangerous moves in wrestling. Chris Cash lets him do it to him off a fucking ladder. These guys are both insane. Um, I, and it is one of those every single air horn that has ever existed should yeah. fucking go at that moment for the table. It's yeah. It's two, a triumphant. Two stars and are then, made. Two stars are fucking made that night, for sure. And we get Papa John himself. Yeah, Zandig comes out, and he... Yeah. In case you couldn't tell that stars were made that night, John fucking Zandig will come out and tell you, because he was not a... He was either very self-aware or not self-aware at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which. <laughs> but Zandig comes out and lets you know that these are his boys, and... And you know what? I think they probably did make. I I'm going to go out on a limb and say both of these guys probably got a cool 500 for this match, just because this is not the semi main, but it's high up on the card. And Zandig takes care of his boys, and he always he always did. Um, no doubt about that. Um, the dig yeah. is to make sure that his that his guys aren't literally dead. Yeah, dig his is a good dude. He's a uh, oh, mm. he he ain't no gent, but he's a fucking he'll pay his boys. Um, yeah, <laughs> this match kicks so much ass. It's, it's great. It's great. It's, it's think, such a joy, and I love both of these guys. Yeah, so much. Yeah, so Joker's still around in some capacity. He'll he'll show up here and there a couple times a year. Sometimes he I, last time I saw him, he was working GCW. Um, I think he wrestled Joey Janela in a non-tournament match on one of the Zandig Tournament of Survival shows, like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking, fucking pretty good match. For, I thought it was a great match actually for someone who does what wrestles one time a fucking year. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember it super well, but I remember thinking he looked good in it. That's all I really remember. Yeah, and, and Teddy Hart interfered in it, I think, which of course he did. Um, but yeah, is that do you, what? Do you have anything you want to say about this match and? and you don't have to. If if we're good on this, no, we'll, we'll just call. It. I think. I mean, we're more or less good, but it's just it's representation of just like all everything. The like this is just like a pinnacle of like all the shit of like staying up uh, past like to midnight. Yeah, flag, that was the beauty. Watching of kids who aren't that much older than you, you know. Yeah, WGTW forty eight. This is. I'm so glad that they had CZW at Fridays because it's like they'd uh, they had wrestling every night, but it's like I saw a good amount of Wild Side, but it was on Thursday, so it was like fucking hard. Friday, my mom did not give a fuck what I was doing then. Sure. So CZW, if I was as long as I was awake, I CZW, why not? Yeah. She had more pressing concerns. Sure. And I got the and this match, fucking once in a lifetime. Yeah. There's nothing else to it. Yeah. So. Well, and yeah, I, I think I think um, it's really I think it's a really important match for for both of us for a lot of reasons. Um, t- to me, it does feel like that sort of the 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 culmination of uh, you know where backyard and indies meet. It's it's just crazy crazy people doing stuff for too little pay. Um, 
in, in, in the hopes of making themselves visible to as many people as possible. Um, these guys are both fucking insane. Um, yeah. R.I.P. Chris Cash, who I probably hadn't, I, I hadn't seen him wrestle since he died, right? Like, when was the last time you watched Chris Cash? Fucking, uh, it's been, it's not, not, not that often. Yeah. Cause it's just a short career, but he didn't like, work a lot of different promotions. It was mostly CZW in this era, other Northeast Indies. Like, but he fucking kicked ass. Yeah. What a fucking loss, right? What a fucking loss. He's 23? Something absurd Something like, like that. that. Fucking uh, bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, if, <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Chris Cash, uh, what a fucking loss. This motherfucker was a, was a superstar. Um, he could have been Seth Rollins, but good. Yeah. You, you feel me? Absolutely. Yeah. R.I. fucking P. God. Um, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. This is wrestling. It's Chris. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs>